Billy, I have been, you know this, you know this. I have been with, I have been with Eddie for a long time and he's just gotten more and more aggressive. I mean, like his, his fingernails dig into my back and I'm just not into that now. I know who you like. Starts with a J. I know that you like her. All right. But I've seen your body, and I like it more than Eddie's body. I really do. I just do. So, I was thinking, since I have you really close with your mom, I was thinking of putting my hair in the same type of hair as your mom, in the same type of style. Is that, that's not your mom? That's your aunt? Are you sure it's your aunt? Are you sure it's your aunt? She's a really sexy lady. Now I know I busted into your office without you don't you don't know who I am. I went past your secretary and she was like, "Oh, who are you?" And I said, "You know, uh, it doesn't matter who I am. I'm going to see the producer." Now your your name is still Bruce Greenwald. Good. Okay. Now, Bruce Greenwald, I have a pitch for you, and all I am asking for is a handful of millions of dollars. Now, what is the movie that I want to pitch to you? I want to pitch to you a movie about, uh, you know, sexual incestual love between a, between a young son and her aunt, otherwise known as her mother. You're not into it. Why not? If there's going to be blood. There's going to be boobies. Whose boobies? The mom's boobies. So you're saying you do not like looking at... Mom's boobies. You're saying that's what you're going to say on the record? Is, uh, that's the reason you're turning me down? Because it's going to have blood, it's going to have guts, it's going to have a 17-year-old crying? You're not into that? That doesn't turn you on? It's going to have a disgusting, you know, police officer who doesn't like gay people? You're saying you don't want that? You don't want that as a movie? That, that's what you're saying? Uh, why? Stop pushing me. See, I have, I only need, give me about like four million dollars to do this sex flick with a, with a teenager and her mom. And, uh, no, don't, don't kept. Well, that was rude. I'll see you later. Hello, my name is Michael James Benson. And this is the well, I don't, uh, this is the podcast top notch nonsense. Today we're talking about two wonderful flicks that came out during the 1980s. <laughs> yes, and one of the best things about and boy do they have a lot in common. Today's ep- today's movies are Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker and Society. I have, uh, I've gotten really screwy about this, about these two movies. This, this yeah, fucked this up. I, we, we picked, I, these two movies really it fucked us, out. fucked us up. This, I really, I can't get it. I, I really like both of them, so that says something weird about me, I guess. But yes. <laughs> thank you, Miranda. I appreciate that. Um, I, I really wanted, uh, I really didn't think there was a lot in common. I know that they were what-the-fuck insane 80s movies, but I didn't know they would have so much in common that we would follow two 17-year-olds who are, like, on the cusp of believing in some sort of 
thing where they can leave and they can be on their own and be independent. Both and named Billy. Both named Billy. Both of them have complicated relationships with their fam- family or lack thereof. Yes, that's true. Uh, both of them have a a girlfriend that uh, both well one of them you know gets deceived by a, a woman and the other one just you know has a girl who's who wants the best for Billy. Anyway, I just there was so much in common that I really was I really was you surprised. You forgot about all the incest. Yeah, I forgot all this uh, all this. I almost said delicious and said no. You don't ah! do that. Eh, eh, it's disgusting. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like the incest, but it was portrayed very well in both. What? Of, okay. I, I mean, like it was realistic. I mean, okay. Let's. That's that's a weird thing to say. Yes, it is. Okay, sorry. Um, it was portrayed very nicely. It was very realistic <laughs> incest. What the hell, Michael? <laughs> it's not, yeah. As opposed to incest that is, you know, not anyway. <laughs> Hello, this is future Michael. I just wanted to say that no incest is normal. It's all pretty uh, irregular and weird and strange and not normal. And it wasn't in a de- there's no decent way. Oh, so inviting. Uh, this sequence was done this way. Uh, no, it was. It's pretty. Uh, it's the actually the opposite. A lot of violence. Anyway, back to the show. I just wanted to reiterate that. But uh, this is for the audience. Just to let you know that I was thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about it. Let's move on. I wasn't thinking about it. It's disgusting. All right, bye. Here we go. Back to the thing. Bye. Pornhub incest. Yeah, Pornhub incest. Just that's not insane. realistic. <laughs> that's not realistic. That's just two people having sex. They're not it's saying the word mommy and daddy over and over. Yeah, that's what weird. are you doing, stepladder? <laughs> stepladder. <laughs> What's your father's name? His name is Stepladder. <laughs> stepladder fucks me every night. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. But it was, it, it's just, I really, I really didn't know what to, I, I re- really didn't. Uh, expect there to be so much in common, uh, especially one of. Uh, we're gonna go with our first one, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. And before we get uh, before we get into uh, get into that particular movie in general, it came out. Uh, it premiered in November of 1981 in Oregon, and then over the course of the next couple of years, it premiered in other states and stuff like that. But what uh, I'm going to let you know what movies came out during this time, uh, during the month of November of 1981. Death of a Centerfold. Oh, yeah. Um, which is on our list of stuff to watch. The Prowler, which is a great freaking um, horror movie. Oh, gosh. These are all very depressing. Missing Among the Living. Oh, my gosh. Roar. Time Bandits. The That's Pursuit. Depressing. Yeah, that's not depressing. The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper, which is uh, Planet of Dinosaurs. You want to see that movie? Planet of Dinosaurs. Crocodile came out this month. They All Laughed, another movie that we need to... It's on the list. Of course, you know, Frankenstein's Island. An island for uh, the Dr. Frankenstein or the monster. You oh, know, it's not an up. island full of Frankensteins? That would be really one. I guess we're gonna, we should find out. Uh, a movie called Venom also came out. The uh, is the original Inglorious Bastards, oh. which uh, 
<laughs> which Tarantino kind of, uh, whatever. Porky's came out the same freaking week, uh, came, uh, came out like a week later. That absence of, absence of malice. Anyway, that, uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker had, uh, the director of that was a, is William Asher, who was known for directing, you know, 131 episodes of Bewitched. Oh! <laughs> also directed Bleach B Blanket Bingo oh, from shit. 1965. Movie we've covered. Yeah. And uh, Fireball 500. He did uh, did a movie, uh, did a TV show called Private Benjamin. He did a lot of TV stuff throughout his uh, throughout his years. And this is not this is not as tame as Bewitched. I will tell you that. <laughs> no. My God. Uh, this has uh, this is everything that I have ever kind of wanted in a disgusting movie. Uh, it's uh, no one involved in this movie has ever done an interview, given an on-record interview about the genesis of the movie. It was supposed to be. It was originally supposed to be began as a novel, and then the mo novel is very different from the. TV sh uh, from the movie that, or and even this movie, The Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker from '81, it feels very TV movie in a lot of its cliches, a lot of its, you know, story prompts, a lot of its, you know, uh, in in some of its acting, it feels very after school special or like yeah, a violent a, exploitation, ugly version. It's of, a little lifetimey minus all the f slurs. Yeah, uh, which is we'll we'll get to that, but uh, you know. There's uh, in-depth backstories for several characters in this in this book, and oh uh, Julia Duffy uh, was about ten years older than Jimmy McNichol in this movie, so she was actually thirty year uh, around like thirty years old when oh, wow. he, he was. Uh, I didn't clock that he, when he was uh, not thirty. About like and Susan Tyrell was only I think like thirty-six playing um, Aunt Cheryl. Yeah, and. And early versions kept uh, made sure that Susan Tyrell was actually a uh, the villain of the story. They wanted to gradually uh, wanted to gradually reveal it, but unfortunately, uh, Susan Tyrell, the mother or the you know the fucking aunt character, is like unhinged from fucking from the jump. Yeah, she's she like is. at she's at Jack Nicholson in The Shining type of insanity from like. You know, from clip one, from like fucking frame one of this movie, and um, Daryl, uh, Daryl, Daryl Hannah in Ali Sheedy also auditioned for the role of Julie, just oh. so you know. And uh, Bill Paxton was briefly considered for the leading role of Billy Lynch after a good audition. But he was like twenty six. Yeah, but you know. He was, uh, Paxson was unknown at the time, so he was cast in the supporting of Eddie. But, uh, and the role of Cheryl Roberts was originally written for Patty Duke. Whoa, which that is would have an been insane thing. Which is insane. And, uh, of course, Bill Paxson and Britt Leach, the guy who, uh, we had trouble, uh, who was the other de detective other than Bo Svensson, 
who was the, oh yeah that uh, guy did a lot of TV. who was Sergeant Cook did a lot of stuff throughout the seventies and eighties yeah. and his last thing was Father Father of the Bride. I think I mainly one. know him from an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, he did a lot. He did a lot of TV himself. And Su- uh, is and Susan Tyrell who played the mother aunt uh, actually wanted uh, actually made sure her uh, character was kind of. Uh, you know, did some based on uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Oh, that totally makes sense. The hair and the intensity and all that fucking shit. It is one of the most disturbing movies that feels like a after school special that she I've was ever Ramona seen Ricketts. in my life. Yeah, she's been. She was Ramona Ricketts. You know, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's just incredible. Anyway, let's. Uh, ov- uh, overall, uh, any more overall thoughts before you want to before no, we want to jump into it. into it? Yeah. Okay. So, Billy has a one uh, has a very complicated and frustrating life. Let uh, Let's start at the very, 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 very beginning. So, Billy's mom and dad supposedly are, uh, are supposedly indeed supposedly indeed are going away for a trip of some kind. If I'm not mistaken, they're going right? all the way to the West Coast to see Grandma and Grandpa. All, and they're going in a car, and they're driving all the way out there. And uh, it, and the little uh, and little Billy Lynch is left to be with Aunt. With Aunt Cheryl, and that kid, that Aunt toddler Cheryl. who's about two years old, is bawling his eyes out as the parents are leaving. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if two year olds can act that well. What did they do to this poor child? To give him those real tears and make him look really upset. I hope it wasn't something really terrible. Yeah, but babies are easy to cry. You just, you know, you can just get them to say, you just go ooga booga at their face. Ah! They and they'll go like, ah! And then time. they cry. Well, no. Yeah, this kid was crying real tears. Yeah, that's because he's a great fucking actor. Have you ever met a couple of baby actors? They know how to fucking put it together. They know how to cry on cue like that. Wow, that's impressive. It's very impressive. I just, uh, so, uh, and there, already we see from this aunt type of figure that she already really wants them to leave, uh, these parents to leave, to just say, yeah, we're glad you're happy. I want you to, okay, have a good time, have a good time. And even in this early thing, the baby, you're right, it sounds like he actively does not want his parents to leave. Yeah, it's very sad and disturbing. (laughs) Like that. And, um, all of a sudden, we're, uh, were thrown a couple of like couple of decades later. I mean, like no, fourteen you, years later. You're skipping the oh, accident. Sorry. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, the most important fucking things. They get on the road. Th- this couple going to grandma's house. You know, saying, "Ooh, let's go to grandma's house! Yay, we're gonna do it." And it, if you're going to grandma's house, bring the fucking baby. I'm sure the grandma and grandpa would love to see the fucking child. Yeah, why couldn't they take Billy? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And wouldn't Billy feel much more comfortable with his, you know, with his two parents, whatever. Anyway, so they're driving and uh, the father realizes, oh no, the brakes are out. Oh, the brakes are out. And, uh... Yeah, he doesn't seem to be able to stop the station wagon, so he's all over the road. Yeah. Trying not to hit things. And eventually... <laughs> oh my gosh, this was one of the gnarliest car accidents I've ever seen on Probably myself. the first, like, five... Within the first five minutes, we're seeing a, uh, a decapitation of uh, a man's head. Yeah, he's right behind this 
big truck carrying these, you know, massive um, wooden logs. I'm talking, you know, 10, 20 foot logs. And, um, you know, the guy, he tied his red flag to his logs like he's supposed to. He's following the law. The truck driver did what his due diligence. Yeah. But um, Billy's dad couldn't stop the car, so he drives right into the back of that truck, and one of the logs goes right through the windshield and takes his head clean off. That was, that's insane. It's amazing and fantastic and just... Then they roll into a ravine, and of course, as per usual movies, the car has to explode once it lands into the ravine. Kaboom! It feels very... It, 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 and already, you know what type of movie you're watching. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, great. This may, this put a smile on my face because it reminds... Oh, I remember how fucking... Sh- this fucking shitty and exploitation kind of disgusting this fucking movie is. I'm just so excited. I'm just so cl- excited to re... To re- to remember some of this. And you didn't remember jack shit about either one of these movies. Or no, like, not really. Not really. We saw them so, years ago. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> and, and that is just... It's just one hell of a way to start up a... A, uh, a movie about this. And, uh... 14 years later, and... We have a near se- a near seventeen year old, or he just turned seventeen. It's gonna be his birthday. Soon. Yeah, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, he's seven- gonna turn uh, seventeen. Yeah, a few days from fourteen years later. Yeah, so he's he's uh, already he has a new life that is more or less you know just depend uh, which with her um, with his he's aunt been adopted just, by Aunt Cheryl. Yeah, and who's extremely clingy from the yes, yeah she's and, a stage five clinger yeah it's it's not billy's her entire life she gave up her whole life to take care of him and she won't let him forget it um oh uh, ju- uh just i just so you know jan debont who directed speed and was uh the dp on like die hard of all things uh was this worked as the cinematographer on this film for only one week? He shot the decapitation. So, oh wow! So that's why it's so good. Oh. Is because we had a fucking guy who's a real fucking big pro about this shit. Anyway, so he's he's in a bit of a he he's at, uh, he's at high school. He's trying to live his life. He's trying to move on. He wants to go to a college. He want he's a he wants to good, go to the University of Denver. That's where his girlfriend's going. Yeah, that's where his girlfriend his girlfriend's going as a blooming romance with this uh, with Julie. Yeah, she's a photojournalist. And uh, you know he's a and he's a gifted basketball player, so he might actually you know get a scholarship, and that's what he's that's what he's ho- hoping for. And uh, he's offered a chance to at a scholarship. Well, he, there's going to be a, a a scout coming to watch watch them the and see yes. if hey if he can you know get to it and we'll get to that. But she doesn't you know Cheryl the aunt doesn't want the aunt. Yeah, she is want not him. into it. She doesn't want him to leave. I love how she tells him um, colleges for rich kids and people with brains. You wouldn't fit in there. We can't afford it anyway. It's like number one, ouch. That's hurtful. Yeah, really and number two, awful. that's what the athletic scholarship is for. <laughs> There's so many great. There's so many great. I mean, we don't see any evidence of Billy movie. being particularly stupid. No, no, just or athletic. Poor, yeah, or poor academically. No, he's he's just a he's just an athletic dude that just. <laughs> he loves to play basketball in those um, early '80s short shorts that all the basketball players yeah. wore at the time. I think we should bring that back. Okay, great. I'm glad that we have that. 
there. But um, yeah, there's some amazing quotes in this movie. Meatloaf, beatloaf, you know. <laughs> Isn't that from A Christmas Story? No, that's that's from this movie. Oh, wow. You know, you don't want to go back. You've learned enough besides it's full of perverts. Yeah, I high school's about... full of perverts. I mean, yeah, most of them are teachers. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, and you're also a pervert, Aunt Cheryl. What the hell? <laughs> She, uh, he, he just, he wanted, she's assuming that he doesn't want this scholarship. She assumes that she wants him to, you're going to stay home and contribute and be my, oh, yeah, be she, my daddy man, or like more or less. She set up a job for him her. after high school and it's like, dude, give the kid a shot. Yeah. He wants to go to school. And, uh, you know, he has, he has a teammate named Eddie, you know, in a, um, in a role by uh, Bill Paxton, who he's named, uh, credited as William Paxton. Oh, wow. Not Bill Paxton. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when we open up and it's 14 years later, that's the day before his 17th birthday. And he asks Aunt Cheryl if he can bring Julie as his date to his birthday dinner. And she says, no, I'm going to be your date tomorrow night. <laughs> Creep factor. Yeah, fucking ugly. I don't want to... It's... I... When she wants somebody that looks and that that is age appropriate for her, or like any sort of anyway. ideally, ideally, anyway. So as so, I'm just like, yeah, somebody has a codependent caretaker caretaker victim complex coupled with enmeshment. Yeah, not healthy. enmeshment. Yes. Yeah, like you're enmeshed and want in somebody else's life so much, you just want to change it and make sure that they. Stay to you because it's, you're you're enmeshed in their life. Indeed. Okay. Cool. Thank All you, right. Doctor Michael. No, I feel like a doctor right now. Yeah. The uh, on Billy's seventeenth birthday, uh, Cheryl changes her changes her mind in quotation marks about the scholarship. Uh, yeah, she pretends to anyway. She yeah. so he's all stoked and asks Billy to kind of, eh, to stop by the television repair shop to have the. Oh yeah, she already paid to get the TV fixed, but it's it still doesn't work. It's like, well, take it to a different place because I guess that place just sucks. To have the technician Phil Brody come by and look at the uh, uh, that set, their TV set, and you know. After he works on the tel, after oh, he works yes. on the television, this is it, it's already is creepy, disgusting, kind of unhealthy vibe. Makes you just kind of shiver with uh, gooey ugliness. And I'm like, okay, fine. But uh, this yeah. is when they start. To, it starts to be turned up because. Um, yeah, Aunt Cheryl, she gets a little hot to trot, and she uh, thinks she's going to pay the repairman in Poon. Yeah, that makes, yeah, very much like, ugh, I'll, uh, I, don't, I can't pay you, but I'll, I'll do something. She, yeah, I she's lifting do up something her skirt here. and getting all slinky and whatnot, and, you know. And guy, he's like, I don't really want this, and then and when she pushes him a little bit more, he says, fine, suck my dick. Why, uh, well, I, it's even, it, it's almost, almost that bad. He says, lady, I'm just not interested. And she says, but I need a man. And he's like, well, it's not going to be me. And then she keeps kind of pushing and he's like, okay. And he like unzips his fly and he's like, work on it. Which, work on yeah, it. Yeah. That's and even worse. <laughs> and also it and also there's a lot of problematic characters or just very flawed characters, very written very intensely, that are like, Oh, okay, well 
Of course, we find out something kind of interesting about 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 the about Phil Brody later. about Phil Brody a little bit later, but Which you, makes that not make any sense. Yeah, she won't suck his dick, so he slaps her. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just like oh, so he slaps her, and then she, and then she, after the slap, she kind of says attacks him with a fucking with a butcher knife with a butcher knife. And go like, ah, like okay, well, I don't know if getting murdered by a butcher knife, you know, is is. Good, good payback for, for like saying, "Okay, work on my penis." I thought you, <laughs> you were like, usually for that kind. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, it, it just like make up your mind, woman. Great. Okay, fine. And uh, yeah, so she went goes like, ah, does some fucking psycho shit, which is hilarious. She has blood all over her cleavage. Blood all over the cleavage. It's, um, and and Cheryl stabs him to death with a kitchen knife and then, and then which Billy kind of witnesses through through the window so he doesn't really see exactly he sees a little bit but he doesn't see he sees the aftermath he sees more or less the aftermath he sees the a bit of the stabbing through the window and then he sees the and then bursts in the home and says oh my gosh and she's like yeah I got it you know hysteric and then Cheryl starts saying oh he tried to rape me. No, no, not. I wouldn't say try to rape you. He, he wanted you to work on your on his cock, but not necessarily it demanded that. So that is, I wouldn't. I would put that in like aggressive sexual assault it's behavior. Assaulty. But it's it's assaulty, yeah. But I wouldn't say uh, rape and yeah. Anyway, but I wouldn't go so far as whatever. And but. then her friends show up. These two, this two, this old couple, and I and I love it. I was like, oh, and, I, this is exactly what a high school boy wants on his seventeenth birthday to spend dinner with his old ass aunt and her old ass friend. After yeah, and especially party hardy. And but uh, you know when they uh, when the old people when the neighbors show up, they find. They find Billy with holding the yes. knife with uh, you know Aunt Cheryl's and Cheryl's boob, boobs nearly out blood everywhere and and a corpse in and the a room. corpse in the room and at this point I don't care how I mean I'm surprised how calm they fucking take all of this fucking shit because if I saw this stuff I would be a bit I would be yelling I'd be a bit slightly more hysterical and I'd say what the fuck just happened rather than how they. Uh, I would get, yeah, they're older, so they're anyway. But so they're used to murder. <laughs> the uh, it's it's uh, it's so it, they more or less try to cover, well, not cover it up. She says, "Oh, he tried to rape me, so that's what happened." So I stabbed. Him I to stabbed death. him to death, and that's exactly what happened. There's no nuance or what exactly happened. It's just all right. I just want to shut this down, so I'm not in any sort of trouble. Self defense. Self defense. And, um... Yeah, she tells her friends, oh, he won't be able to go away now. It's like, yeah, I thought that was your plan, Aunt Cheryl. (laughs) And then the pigs show up. Yeah, and then the pigs show up. Now, the pigs... uh, Or indeed pigs. At least least the main one. Yeah, the main pig, uh, Joe Carlson, played by Bo Svensson, who is a amazing, amazing uh, exploitation... And action and, you know, a, a Western actor who's just been in so many great, so many great things. I really loved him a lot. But he plays probably one of the worst fucking people on, on worst fucking characters in the movie I've yeah, seen in a long time. There's some pretty time. awful conversation at this scene of a possible rape as far as they know. Rape and murder. They know, in fact, that there was a murder. 
So one of the cops says to the other, you know, you buy attempted rape. The other one says, no, do you? And then the other one says, poor guy didn't even get his pecker out. Like, really, dude? And this guy is bigoted as fuck. Baff. Bigoted as fuck. Yeah, when he's talking to Aunt Cheryl, the possible rape victim, he asks her if she's married. She says no. Asks her if he, she's divorced. She sh- she says no. And then his, and then his third question is, do you like girls? To which she responds, God, you're a pig. It's like, wow, we are starting out with the homophobia right away here. Oh, wow. You're a spinster, hence lesbian, and that's a problem for some reason. What do you care? That has nothing to do with what's going on here. Yeah. Um... <laughs> After discovering that Phil Brody was is oh, gay, he and, oh, no, oh, no, when they're still interrogating her, yeah, I, I, this line is absolutely absurd. One of the cops says, "You said he touched your booby." Your booby. And, and Aunt Cheryl says, "I refuse to answer any more questions." <laughs> and then, Carl's in all honesty, if I was Cheryl, I wouldn't want to fucking talk. Not if anybody that said question. If like, anybody said you, the word bro. "booby" out loud, yeah, as an adult. But then you know, Carlson says, "I don't give a shit what you said." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, you can't make her talk." <laughs> this is fucking... making me root for Aunt Cheryl. And which is, yeah, this this movie. Has you switching and being fucked with uh, on uh, 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 by like, oh, who am I rooting for? Why am I rooting for this needy, absurd, icky, per- uh, icky, clingy fucker? But uh, yeah, <laughs> there's there's uh, there's just uh, so let's get into let's get into him a little bit. He he is very set in his ways. He feels very much. Like from 1952 yeah. rather than 1982, he's he's he liberally uses the f word, and I'm talking about the gay slur. I is just over and over, over again. Over and over, it's really it's really disheartening. I mean, I know it's the 80s, so that word shows up in the movies a lot, way too much. But way this way was, too much, even for this was excessive. 82. Yeah, he and I guess we wanna we wanna. Um, Make believe that he is the worst bad guy because he is. He get uh, he is a uh, awful human, bigoted, awful human beings. So when what actually happens at the end actually happens, the crowd can cheer for it because yes. these are all like really awful people. But you somehow anyway. Who's the real villain here? <laughs> yeah, who's the real? But uh... so they start planting seeds for a little later. Um, Billy comes home from school. And at Cheryl is burning papers from the attic. She's going to make him a loft apartment in the attic for next year. She's still in denial about his possibility of getting a scholarship. It also, if you're going to be in a laugh, uh, if you're going to be in an attic, loft uh, uh, attic or whatever the fuck he's, she's making for him, that's not, if, she, if he's going to college, he's not going to be able to spend any time in that fucking loft, uh, whatever the fuck you fucking made no, he, he fucking bullshit. Live just, in a dorm. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna want to do any of this stuff. He, uh, J- fucking Billy, I keep on mixing him up with his actual actor name, but Billy doesn't want to, uh, fucking, he wants to get away from his fucking aunt as in, more and more intense as she, and he tries to push her away gently, he try uh, and tries to do it, but at, at, at a certain point, he can't. He can't really take anymore. He's really patient with her. I mean, like when she's holding on to 
his hand, like in the aftermath of, of, of the, the murder during the interrogation, she's like just pawing at him and just like, I please don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to me. You be safe with me and uh, save me. That type of face on her face during that interrogation is just uncomfortable. Jesus Christ. But, um, but while she's burning these papers, um, Billy finds a picture of a guy. And he's like, well, who's this? And she says, oh, it's Chuck Strang, some twerp your mother used to go out with. Yeah, which it's... Which comes up later. Actually is true, but yeah, we're not going to go on it. Yeah, has a lot more details of that. So, um, at uh, I forgot w what what comes where, but the uh, they get to a point where, uh, sh where Bo Svensson's character, the detective, Joe... Whatever the fuck Carlson. Carlson, yeah, Joe Carlson gets his um, go, uh, goes to practice to, to because, basketball practice to bra basketball practice and tells the coach, hey, look, I know that you and uh, the dead TV <laughs> repairman were in a relationship because I saw his ring and I looked under the ring and it says your initials and you guys are fucking so uh because you yeah. have a matching ring and you have a matching ring and I figured that out and aren't so you must have so is there some weird stuff here uh, yeah and he says I suggest you resign if you don't you'll get yourself lynched like oh that's so no boring. not that's even terrible. 881 you're not gonna get lynched this is not that's horrendous this is fucking awful it's really really awful this guy sucks <laughs> does suck. He's a real fucking prick. Um, and, uh, yeah, forcing his run, and he forces him to more or less resign his, jo his job as a high school. Yeah, and then, and then he's totally, yeah, the and then he's totally outed throughout the school in the town, which completely fucks him over. And that gives, you know, Bill Paxton some fodder to fuck with Billy. Yeah, and... <laughs> so at lunch, yeah, he accuses, um, Billy of being gay with the coach, and then they have it out. And uh, Carlson also goes by Billy's new girl and asks uh, whether or not, hey, is he, you know, is your boyfriend a, a gay guy? Is your boyfriend an F word? Or is he, you guys, are you guys making it? You guys make it? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, goes, he goes to Billy, I think, before that and just gets real ugly. Oh, yeah, Billy's, you know, he's practicing his jump shots and whatnot yeah. in the yard. And, you know, Detective Carlson says, you know, doesn't it bother you that the coach is an F-slur? Are you an F-slur? Yeah, oh Bill yeah, Brody that's was an F-slur. It doesn't make any sense for an F-slur to try and rape your aunt. I think you two were having a lover's quarrel. So he's trying to pin the murder on uh, Billy. Billy, yeah. Which doesn't make any fucking sense at all. This is... <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually... Has oh, and, oh, and this also ahead. really pissed me off. This was so gross. Go ahead. He's giving him pointers on how to take certain shots... And he says, you know, you know, like, stay on the outside. Oh, and your wrist. Try and keep it limp-like. It shouldn't be too hard for you. And I'm like, oh, fuck you, homophobe. That is just terrible. That is entirely uncalled it's for. It's really uncalled for. So, so we have, we have an evil homophobe who's trying to, quote-unquote, solve the crime, which is bullshit. He just wants to He's just trying it. to pin it on anyone gay. Yeah, because he's like... And, and once he, uh, I... Uh, I forgot, but once he, um, mean, uh, Cheryl, uh, uh, also in this movie is doing a little bit of, uh, Munchausen by proxy. Oh, know, yes. Doing some, like, ooh, let's spike this milk to knock out my, you know, 
nephew slash son slash lover that I want to fuck really hard. It's just really, like, really disgusting and awful what she does to him. To the point, Billy is not into Aunt Cheryl at all. At, at all. He's no, into Julie. Of, yeah, he's into, he's into Julie. And, uh, Julie and Billy actually talk about how he was confronted by the fucking evil dickhead yeah. guy and said, she asked me if we, uh, you know, if we make it or anything like that, and uh, he's he's put off by the. It's just I I have so much empathy and sympathy for poor Billy. He is going through the fucking. Yeah, he's rigor. going through it. He his his life is not going to be worth anything, <laughs> or like this is going to be a rough fucking life already. You're not even fucking eighteen yet. But, uh, oh, yeah, and the coach goes to um, visit the detective. Why he wants to help him, I don't know. Maybe just to clear the name of his. I guess boyfriend at the time before he died, um, and fucking Carlson is um, interrogating some poor Mexican man. Yeah. So okay, so you're racist too. Yeah, That's he's awesome. a bigoted piece of shit. That's what he is. Is don't ask to casa in Mexico. It's like none of your damn business, fool. <laughs> but um, you know, then then you know, Carlson asked the uh, coach. He's like, yeah, there were two boys molested last night. Did you have anything to do with that? And, no, and that's an good. that's another uh, homophobic uh, trope that is you know bounded wrong. about uh, bounded about and is very very wrong you know connecting you know y uh, molestation to like gay you know, yeah there's and stuff like that I don't, really I, there's, there's not a connection there's not a connection whatsoever but we find out that the coach yeah. did resign which sucks and he he's like well I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> That Phil, the dead TV repairman, he was married before, so theoretically he could have tried to rape her. So he's trying to help Billy out by, like, kind of trying to get the murder stink off of him. Yeah, and it's it's not good. And Carlson's not buying it. No. Uh, and meanwhile, we have Sergeant Cook, who is his... Who, who is his sidekick, who is, uh, or not sidekick, no, his partner. Who's actually a decent cop. And a fucking good, yeah, a good, uh, good cop and a... Wonderful, you know, and he actually believes it was Cheryl, which it was. It was throughout this entire thing. Very suspicious of Cheryl, doesn't think Billy did anything, uh, fucking doing the right thing. Oh, Cheryl, uh, after walking in on Billy and uh, Julie having sex, that was aw uh, yeah, Cheryl was, gets all fucked up about it. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, okay, so, uh, after she got interrogated by Detective Carlson, did Julie take one from the team and beg him to just to take more heat off of him? Well, that's that's nice of her. Well, also, I in their poiscoital uh, conversation, they said uh, they talked about how many times they they made it, and it in that conversation, it's kind of implied that they've been having sex for a yeah, little they've time. Yeah, they've done they, it before. They've done it before, or at least for a little while. Yeah, because remember Aunt Cheryl, she found a yellow condom in his in yeah. his wallet when he was asleep. Oh my gosh, a 17-year-old, a nearly 17-year-old uh, young dude it has a condom. I'm, I'm really angry about yeah, this as him. an aunt. Well, he's playing it safe. He's being He's smart. A being a responsible fucking person. A responsible dude. That's, that's all it is. And so yeah, when Aunt Cheryl um, busts in on him, she says, you know, you get dressed and get that slut out of here. It's like, Julie's just a normal 17-year-old chick banging her boyfriend. It's fine. Yeah, and um, this is at, at this at this time after she yells at Billy, after Cheryl yells at Billy. And Billy, find, uh, that's when 
they find out whether or not, oh, who's this old boyfriend and everything like that. Oh, that's that's just some guy that your your mother used to date who's a jerk and stuff like that. We also find we also well, yeah, find she out. Remember, she, she goes up to the shrine in the basement or yeah, it's in, in the basement, but she it's has... also in like a secret part of the basement. Like she has been that's like walled off, and that was just a weird thing. Yeah, to put she has in the a movie. full shrine to this full dead shrine dude. behind in a secret spot of the basement that is so that like, was walled yeah, off. Yeah, is and she weirdly obsessive her. with her sister's old boyfriend? What's that nonsense about? There... So she says to the picture, she's like perverts and sluts they're doing everything they can to take him away from us it's like who are you even talking about okay julie's the slut i guess who are these perverts other than you <laughs> random perverts oh i guess she's talking about the coach because she's homophobic too yeah there there's so many oh my god he's trying to help people. him go to college what a pervert but then yeah detective cook finds out about this i'm not exactly sure how but uh, he says to Detective Carlson, he's like, uh, yeah, Cheryl found them in the sack together. Kind of weakens your F-slur theory. And then Carlson's just like, dead guy's an F-slur, coach is an F-slur, and the kid is an F-slur. He grew up without a father and only women around him. Classic case. That, yeah, because that's, that's, that's not... That's how you turn gay. That's not that. Nah, that's how you turn gay. You don't have a oh, strong geez. male asshole beating the fuck out of you yeah, all the time. Yeah, and that's bad for you. For well, uh, it'll, you know, that... <laughs> just it doesn't that doesn't make any goddamn sense at all all right oh and he also tells him that um detective cook says that there were rumors that his parents brakes were tampered with before their accident and then you know detective carlson just gives him a bunch of shit about how he's just blowing up you know random ass hypotheses so he's giving him shit for doing actual detective work instead of broad homophobe work yeah <laughs> I love your righteous indignation, baby. It's very woke. I appreciate it. Now, uh, <laughs> he, uh, she gets, she, Billy has Julia go inside the home to investigate further. And well, this is the day of the big that. game, and oh, we yeah. see her putting the drops in the milk. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, eventually, uh, eventually, Julia finds a locked box upstairs. I'm sorry, I'm going all over. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit later. That okay. happens that happens after the game. Yeah, but uh, go ahead. Uh, oh yeah, during the the game is the fucking worst thing. So yes. since he drinks some milk that has been like more or less dosed with like something that's gonna knock you the fuck out, Munchausen bullshit. Yeah, and, she she tempts him with a big plate of chocolate chip cookies and, and a big. And a big what? glass of milk. Right and I was like, I like all this stuff. This is the most horrifying. I am a big fan of milk. Milk is one of my favorite things. I and know to you think, love milk. and to think a, a, a mothering figure would do such a heinous, horrible thing to you know liquid that I love so much. It pissed me the fuck off. I don't like this fucking bullshit. It's ugly. There's no no way to fucking treat a young man who loves milk is to poison the milk. That's not a cool idea. No one's really hip when they do that shit. It's bullshit. It's yeah. fucking horseshit. I fucking hate it. Let's move on. Yeah, so this is the game where the uh, t the uh, college scout is. It, so uh, Billy's trying to do his best. And the game's going pretty well so far, so far, but Cheryl's there, and she looks pretty disappointed about that. It's starting to... But eventually, it starts to affect him in certain ways. So much that he misses a couple of shots, and then he fucking he misses, misses three. some 3-3 three, three throws. Yeah, three, he misses, three throws. Yeah, that's the worst. We see his blizz his vision getting all blurry, and not only does he miss regular shots, but he misses free throws. 
Which which just doesn't look good if there's a scout there at yeah, all. Yeah, it really doesn't. And then he just runs into a wall and passes out. <laughs> and then and then oh and then she at, tries to act like the nurse who cares, like oh step back, be don't be mean to my baby, or just like that fucking that fucking vibe all over her face, you know. But, um, yeah, and then he wakes up in the uh, attic loft apartment sh- that she finished. And I was wondering, I was like, okay, why does Billy have a big box of crayons on his nightstand? That's an interesting thing for a uh, for a 17-year-old to have. They haven't shown him being into art. But then we find out that the whole room is just covered in little kid toys. Yeah. Which is just creepy and weird. It's very... It's she doesn't very, want him to grow up. No, she doesn't want him to grow up at all. It's It's... It, she infantilizes him. And, yes, and exactly. That's the word. That's exactly the word. And I. And also, why would you want a bit? Why do you want to have sex with such a young baby-faced fucking I, incestuous I, 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 shit? Is in I this. don't know exactly what her relationship is. If she wants to be a mothering, or if yeah, it, it seems oddly sexual, but not and she super overtly. And he uh, and I, Billy looks slightly enough like his father but not like a spitting image and so since she has so much of a fucking ravenous fucking obsession with her uh, his father or her lover right because we find out that she's kind of been obsessing with him and liked him and was reject she was yeah rejected that, well by this him is where like you know, billy says he wants to get up and go to school and that's where she tells him no you've learned enough besides school of perverts yeah, unlike you. Yeah, no, you're and you're not appropriate. And now fine. she's dosing all the milk. She's yeah. just putting drops in the entire half gallon. Yeah, and um, eventually. And uh, Bill, well, Billy's walking around the house, and remember, he finds her jewelry box that she had in there, and he finds um, he finds the what looks like a love letter, and that Cheryl is pissed. Yeah, and that's when she comes clean and says, you know, Chuck String was not your mother's boy was my boyfriend, not, not your, your mother's. mother's. Yeah. And that's when Billy gets real wise, and he's like, you know what, Brody didn't try to rape you, did he? And she, you know, she won't answer. Yeah, that's, it doesn't want to, <laughs> he doesn't want to say that. Anyway, the, um... We, we flash, uh, yeah, then we, uh, we cut again to the cops, and, you know, good cop cook is, you know, tell, you know, he's got, he's digging up some more information. He's doing actual detective work, trying to figure out what happened with Brody, the dead guy. Yeah. And... He also finds out that, you know, it was, in fact, Aunt Cheryl that dated Chuck String. He was older, and he disappeared. Ooh. Yes. Oh, my. Very scary. Anyway, the, um... There's a point where Julie gets, uh, uh gets uh, clobbered and more or less not clobbered. But. Yeah, that happens a little bit later. This Then we cut to the That's scene right. where, remember, Aunt Cheryl's really going off the deep end here. She's cutting all her hair off. Oh, yeah. And Don't you like it? I like it. Yeah, like she's it. hanging out at her Chuck shrine, and that's where we see his fucking corpse is there, and his head is in a jar. It's like, oh, that's where he disappeared to. Okay, Aunt Cheryl's always been a fruitcake. Yeah. Because she, uh, I thought she, Julie, Julie, uh, found a, uh, dis- discovered Chuck's 
Oh, she, oh, we saw the corpse, but I think she might have been the one to find the Finally, head in the jar. Yeah, to find the head in the jar full of formaldehyde. Because Billy, Billy knows something weird's going on, so he wants to snoop, so he sends in Julie to just Yeah, to do Cheryl. that, and she, you know, awakens in a secret room in the basement, you know, and just finds all the fucking shit. Well, yeah, she's at first she's just trying to talk to Aunt Cheryl to distract her, and then I notice, like, oh, man, that is a huge wooden meat tenderizer on that, uh... On that kitchen sink. I wonder if it will get used. And it does. Yeah. On Julie's head. Yeah. And again, yeah. And it keeps on drugging Billy with fucking milk and all that shit. And, uh, yeah. No, Cheryl's, uh, neighbor, you know, arrives shortly to investigating the, go uh, find out what the fuck's going ha on yeah, at the property. Yeah, Mar Margie, the friend from earlier. And, uh, you know. And is followed into the woods by by Cheryl, who you know stabs her to death with a machete, which is fucking insane. Oh yeah, she machetes her right in the <laughs> right stomach. Right in the stomach, yeah. It's fucking awful. <laughs> fucking disturbing, awful shit, dude. Anyway, um, so she's continually dosing him with poisoned milk, so he's he like he's barely coherent. And he, Aunt Cheryl, um, she, uh, confesses that she is, in fact, Billy's real mom, and Chuck is the dad, but he bailed, or she killed him, which we know now. Um, so her sister adopted him, but she wanted him back, so instead of, you know, working it out and being like, hey, let's do some paperwork, I want my kid back, she killed her and her husband by cutting their brake lines. Yeah, which was, you know, not the right way to go about it. Oh, yeah. This is where, um, after she kills Julie, Julie's mom calls because Julie was supposed to pick her mom up at the airport and never showed. And, um, Margie is there and overhears the, uh, conversation when Aunt Cheryl is telling the mom, like, she was here and then she left. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He tells mm. Billy that, yeah. like, oh... Julie was supposed to drop my books off for me, and she tells Billy, like, she was here, then she left, she didn't drop the books off, I don't know what you're talking about, even though she's now dead in the basement. Um, and then the mom calls, and she says, no, I never saw her. And then Margie's like, didn't you tell Billy that she came and then she left? So Margie is getting wise to the fact that Aunt Cheryl is just lying all over the place. Yeah. At, at one point, uh, Sergeant Cook has to, uh, enters the house looking for Julia. You know, who has been reported missing by the mother. I think he's mother. just going to ask um, Aunt Cheryl some questions, because I don't think Julia's been reported yet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I thought it was, but uh, Sergeant Cook eventually also gets murdered by <laughs> by, by Cheryl. But. Yes, this is where we, we she had dumped Julie's body in the basement thinking she was dead, and then Julie isn't dead. She was knocked out, but then she wakes up, and that's where she sees Chuck's skeleton and his severed head in the jar. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Cheryl chases Julia out of the house, and they uh, and they both fall in a pond near the woods. Oh, yeah, and they go at it. It's a full-on chick fight. Yeah, when Sergeant Cook comes in, I think he finds either the basement or the separate room where Julia is, wherever the shrine is, and it has one of those lamps with, like, you know, the hanging cord that you pull... And as he reaches for the cord to turn on the light to see what's going on, that's when Aunt Cheryl machetes his hand right off. Yeah. He never got to turn on that light. Yeah. It's nice. And then she machetes his throat. Yeah. 
For at, at one at one point, Billy uh, attempts to. Uh, first, you think he's going to go call nine one one. He does not. Yeah, he's kind of ambulatory, and he does get to the phone. Yeah, I thought he was going to call nine one one. That's but what he I doesn't. Do. He calls Tom. He calls the or what was this? Because well, I'm thinking like it's a rotary phone, and I'm like, okay, that's too many numbers for for nine one one. Who exactly are you calling? But that's when we get that really cool shot of just Aunt Cheryl's hand. Yeah, pushing the thing down to hang up the phone. Yeah. His, her finger going like, like that. Yeah, that's great. It's really, really scary. Uh, yeah, and uh, attacks him with a knife, and a sh violent shrug struggle just happens, and like, oh my gosh. And uh, Billy impales her with a fireplace poker. Well, he stabs her right in the titty, so we think she's dead yeah. from the knife in the titty. Yeah, but And then she not... tries to make out with him a little bit before we think she dies. And yeah, like, and that's it's, gross it's, and that's wrong. That's creepy and sick and ugh, yummy, ew, disgusting. So then, yeah, he calls the coach and says, you know, my mother's dead, I just killed her. But that's when she pops back up and slices him up with that knife, and then he fire pokers her. <laughs> There's just random-ass weapons all over this house. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the coach shows up and is tending to Billy's wounds and whatnot, you know, like a decent human being. And then shitty cop. Carlson arrives at the house where he finds Tom and treating Billy's wounds and stuff yes, like that. Yes, and it's like, oh, this doesn't look good as far as he's concerned. And, and Julie straight up says, uh, no, it was Miss Roberts. It was Cheryl. I saw him kill the, I saw her kill the detective. I saw it. She macheted him right in the neck. And of course he doesn't. Even do though Carlson still blames Billy and Tom for all of the crimes. It's fucking bullshit. And draws his gun. Yeah. Yeah, draws his gun. He hits the coach. And he's about to shoot Billy. But then coach gets back up, knocks the gun out of his hand. Billy grabs it and points it at Carlson. And we're like, oh shit, Billy, what are you gonna do? This guy's a fucker. He hasn't committed any actual crimes yet. What are you gonna do? So he shoots him three times. Yeah, multiple times. And Carlson, also known as uh, Bo Svensson, playing a really... There's yeah, very few people... That, no, it, it, but I... I uh, he was in, in the original uh, Inglorious Bastards, which also came out this week in America, but originally came out uh, in... Italy in 1978, oh. and he's been around for a very long time. He's a he's a great B movie actor. He just he just is, and he really knows how to play the most despicable piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, so like, on that closing anyway, shot where we just see Billy's face, I'm like, oh man, this kid is this poor kid is going to be traumatized for life. But then we find out in the uh, end titles that he was acquitted of murdering the detective. And his mother, due to temporary insanity, and he went to the University of Denver with Julie after Yeah, all. yay! Uh, the director thought that the, uh, oh, the writer thought that the character of Billy as an inversion of the final girl trope, uh. according to Wikipedia, in that he, not only is he directly injured by the villains and survives against the odds, he is also extremely attractive feeding into the unhealthy motivations of those who threaten him within and the desi desires of the audience watching him outside. The counterpoint to Billy is the character of Julia, his girlfriend, whom the writer notes as taking on the helpful boyfriend role often present in slasher films. And the other really cool thing about both these movies, and we'll go into the second one too, is that they both kind of use, you know, the handheld killer... Uh, it, killer behind the camera kind the first of thing. Person. Yeah, the first person killer POV 
killer trying to, uh, creeping up on you and gonna get you and ah, type of thing. It's just, this movie is, uh, is, uh, yeah, is in early, uh, is noted, uh, this is, movie's noted as an early film to portray a homosexual male character as a positive figure by featuring Tom Landers, Billy's gay basketball coach who is subjected to homophobia and later comes to Billy and Julia's Julia's rescue in the final sequence, you know, is uh, it didn't sensationalize the character's, character's sexuality. Tom wasn't like sensationalizes that type of thing. It just was like a he's just the just basketball coach. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a and um, anyway, that's <laughs> homosexuals are very very sick, says Aunt Cheryl. Yeah, which is, it's just so all the bad people are homophobes. Or just, the homophobes are bad people. Just, who died in the end. Whatever. That died in the end. Yeah. And it's just it's just interesting how in-depth and how many un- uh, fantastic themes of oppression and, like, making and force, uh, forcing people to do that stuff. How many, like, unusual, disturbing, uh, icky kind of themes are in, uh, in character, you know traits are in this in this movie considering it came out in 81 and how like intelligent all all these uh characters are written how well they're written anyway and how vile they really are (laughs) and uh yeah have noted that the plot line several uh, other critics and scholars have noted that the plot line for butcher baker nightmaker is modeled after oedipus oh yeah buying the adoption ancestral yearning for a, from a mother to her son you know it's it's just uh oh yeah it impales her with a tire iron a phallic symbol oh it was a tire iron not a not a it looked like a fire poker no it it it, it the fire poker was the thing that uh, he stuck her with but the fucking tire iron was the thing that killed her oh i believe yeah and then after you know, her dead body collapses in around what resembles a sexual position. So oh. she falls down in what resembles it, whatever. But it's uh this this movie fucked me up. And this is this is this made me feel very icky. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, first of all, if you are under the age of fifteen, you should not be listening to this period. This is not a episode that you want. Anyway. Um but oh, any any other overall thoughts before we uh, get to our uh, our notes? No, I think we said it all. Uh, this is this had uh, this had so many amazing qu- uh, uh, I wouldn't say amazing, but like jaw dropping quotes um, <laughs> in this. Just oh the when uh, when Carlson, you know these of. Uh, these uh what was it not vagrants no these deviants uh, deviants he said these deviants it's like and he yells at the let's uh, yells fuck you at the prostitute who's at the sex worker who's yeah, being she brought says, in fuck you back this is fuck you no fuck you <laughs> this is fucking awful the man who got phil brody remember him the man who got wasted well, he was an F-word, and he doesn't make the whole lot of sense for an F-word to be raping your aunt, unless you're one. Are you an F-word? <laughs> God, That, that awful. still doesn't make it make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I'm, I'd be curious to find out, 
<laughs> whether or not this uh, this movie is you know more or less beloved as trash cinema within the gate. It'd be interesting to see. I'm not sure. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. Anyway, let us know. Uh, okay. So let's go to um, the Society. next section. Here we go. Notes out of context. All right. This is notes out of context. I'm going to read all of them. Ant might love that the kid too much. Freeze frame. On the road and the brakes are gone. Crash on Mulholland. Who cut the brakes? The wooden murder car off the cliff. Dead parents. The photograph. Explosive car. I want to sleep like the... A-nut. Going in your... Nepen's wallet condoms. Going into your nephew's wallet condom. Creepy open to walking it up. Oh, 14 and condom and wallop? That's aspirational. My date tomorrow night. You make me happy having luring at, l luring at him as he leaves. Photograph seems nice. Bill Paxton is Eddie. Fight wound. Not interested in dates. She's desperate for her... Nephew's companionship. He's blood and a half, and you know what I... Oh, she's seven... He's 17, and you know what I mean. Possessive of your... Possessive of your mother's guilt shit. Mother... Uh, people with brains, scholarship, more guilt, drama queen. Hunt, hit me with your fucking jork. Taking care of his... Dika's crying and wary basement birthday cord. Sick, he's not your boyfriend. Sexual desire in her eyes. He, her toes look awesome. <laughs> I wrote down her toes. Her the lope the loping body is not interested. Not gonna tighten kill her after his attempted screaming bloody shirt. Frank won't say anything. Bunch of distracted guests find the insane scene after the murder. Oh no, they might be bad. Ah, exclamation point. What story are you going to tell, Billy? You could tell what they are trying to do. Suffocating the poor 17-year-old exploding balloon. I love this cop. I said I love this guy. I don't love this cop. He's touching, her touching his arm. Don't talk to me. She should be on MILF Manor. <laughs> she should be on MILF Manor. Touch your booby. This poor old... This poor 17-year-old is pig-fucked. <laughs> is pigged to be fucked for life. Is pigged-fucked for life. Forcibly making your 17-year-old do what she wants. I do not approve... She really has unhealthy eyes. Addict in the falling blaze, the rat. Some twerp in her went out with her. Lose alone and totally f force food a relationship. Force food a relationship? Let's keep it moving. Quicker, please. Quicker. Quicker, please. Between the crash... And the vehicle. Crazy basement body. 
her sister's husband, she loves and pines for a negative energy chrome. Screaming with a crowbar. A real close lynch milk dipping fight with Folder and Billy young fucker. Young fun violence. Does it hater you that... Does it matter to you that I'm an F word? None of this homophobia conspiracy bullshit. If he was gay, he would eat the scene. <laughs> student to the death. She's purring pur she's burning for his beauty oh god she's psych she's psychotic homosexuals are not sick a coach who who cops a coach who cops Bo is a bastard yeah he is enough enough nard negativism workers how and wild would he know about boy lookers but her homophobia threatening fish fishing dearest empty cars rabbinal ooh snap it's not the anti-drug kissing uh, julia might get awkward by the aunt or someone else's halloween creep shit up to the stairs Come the bad man when young people are making it. Shit. Bullshit homicide out the bushes. Strong feelings that he's gay. Handsome a towel. Needing ugly shit coming through is what his... Is what his slang... Slits? His slang slits? Basset, basket case jerk face. Grew up without... Fatal Lotta went around and thank you, Andrew Tate. <laughs> Lotta women around, thank you, Andrew Tate. Classic case. Detested my trace, schmuck. Make your nephew suck? I'm screaming at the ant. Figures, a real shitty ant. I've seen them before. So he's rejected for speed. And graded him to fail so he could stay with her, just doing what she wants into the flavor hole. All over again's the go the gov the gov went awful because of her crap's chest full of perverts. Pashaw hate the ugly way she has pushed him and his infantilization of his nephew's physique. Munchausen, I hardly knew her. Searching you, Aunt Taffy, for Dirk Shirelli's. Like you, go through Bill body, don't Bill, Bill's body didn't rape you. He might, he has mom, not under the mess. Hating humph, hating Hispanics, not cool. Chuck Strange. Your name's Chuck Strange? Your gun is pulled out. Bo hates his own penis. His Her hair doesn't prove anything in the basement. Pinging, she went too far gone. Two young people, he's trying to affront. Huge penis. If met, start hitting the penis if the boyfriend once wanted it. Meet you just murdered your girlfriend with poison. More poison or the other weird 
knockout drug makes me look younger. His grandma drink that milk. Blood on the inside, Triangle. The sicko face. Are we belonging to strays? Do you always look better? Sawa? I know Mr. Roberts' puberty. It's almost as if she doesn't want to be caught. Neighbors staying, drink that milk, lick that milky, neck that milk all over his, all over his neck. Girlfriend is not dead, wasn't it wild? Chuck's head in the crescendo. These goons number meds to get help at the heavy, and she's stumbling in the back. A nice shice. Crazy aunt is a killer's cut off her head and hit that nick. A shit screaming hatchet man is stuck in the neighborhood. The predatory stocking right in the Peter. The water Peter rocked to the skull. Billy got the fuck up. Call the phone. Who this young guy is strangle your son. I'm Yusef now. Lying shit. A kiss after he struggled you. Very sick lady. Come back with a vengeance. Stab her with the pork. Oh no, that says stab her with the porker. I, I buddy knew her. I bet he knew her. Two handled still has that creepiness. But tap. That's what's killed Billy. Not gonna sperm all over him. <laughs> Billy got rid of that homophobe up trauma up the provable trauma math hide. And those were my notes for um, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Hello. My name is Frank Gass. I've been a political consultant for wannabe fascists, and dictators everywhere. But I've always had a problem with my mommy. She was clingy, unhappy, and a pain in the ass to me. I was not able to get out from her clutches until I was 32. I am now 58, and I believe one of the things that got me away from my mommy is Mama Way. Mama Way! The new wonderful drug that you can give to your mommy and she psychologically will not want to spend any more time with you and will stop looking at your penis. She will look in the other direction of your penis, which is your butt. <laughs> and that is better because she'll be looking at your butt as you walk away from her. If you want mom away, Go to www.mommyleavemealonepleas.org. Yes, hello, my name's William Witherspoon. <laughs> now, I go to a lot of parties, and when I go to these parties, I often talk a lot to a lot of doctors, and I often say to them, Doctor, how, how much money do you have? And then he says, I, I have $8 billion. And then I say to him, I have $7 billion. And then we laugh together. And then the, uh, after a couple of drinks the other night, I was talking to the other billionaire, and I was like, ooh! He was telling me about shunting. 
Shunting is something that I heard about, but he just told me the actual medical thing. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you what shunting is so we can know what it is before we go into any shunting we're gonna be doing to you tonight, okay? <laughs> my name is... <laughs> oh, my name is William. A shunt is a hole or a small passage which moves or allows movement <laughs> fluid from one part of the body to another. The term may describe either congenital or acquired shunts. An acquired shunt sometimes referred to as intergenetic shunts may be either biological or mechanical. It's a shunt, baby. If you want to get your shunt done, be sure to go down to the Beverly Hills Medical and Plastic Surgery Shunting Center off of Wilshire on Butthole Drive. And now we're back. Where did we go? Oh, so, oh, we it, you uh, I I I drank something and then we listened to some wonderful commercials by some very reputable people. Yes. Yeah, and uh, now we're back. Uh, now the next movie we're going to be talking about today that was hinted so wonderfully by those fantastic advertisers was a movie called Society. Mm-hmm. And we saw this like a handful of years ago, like we saw the Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. But I instantly fell in love with this thing the first time I saw it. And I'm so glad that we have the thing on Blu-ray because this this thing is a remarkable gem. Now, it was not released until, 19, until June 1992 in the United States. It took oh, okay. three years for... For it to come to the United States and actually where do was anything. it originally? It it, it, it premiered in the U, in the UK. They ah. couldn't get it. They couldn't get it into. They couldn't get it into uh, American fucking releases. It was released at the Shock Around the Clock Film Festival in London in 1989. Nice. Do you want to go to that? Fucking awesome! And he was the. Yuzna, who was uh, a producer of Reanimator, mm-hmm. uh, and he held the rights to a sequel, and he could, and he knew he could find fin- financing, and he levered used this as a leverage for a two-picture deal, which the first of which turned into Society. He said that he wanted the safety of having two pictures to establish himself as a successful director. Um, but there's. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people in Europeans really uh, really really loved it. It was a success in Europe, but was shelved for three years before getting a release in the United States. It was you know Europeans were more willing to accept the ideas that are in this movie, according to the director. And one example did really well in Europe, and the U.S. did nothing where it was a big joke, and because they responded to the ideas in there. You know, um, Arrow Video, which we have, we have uh, released a limited edition Blu-ray in the UK, in the UK on June eighth, on uh, and on the US on June 9th, twenty fifteen. It is a 
it's amazing that this was even this was even allowed to be put out because this has some images in it that you cannot oh, burn yes. from your brain that are going to be really really hard to burn for your brain. So beware, dear viewers. This is this is gonna this is gonna truly fuck you up if you're not ready for some intense body horror. Oh, so yeah. I uh, yeah this this had. Uh, it says Screaming Mad George. Written Screaming all over Mad it. George did all of the uh, did all of the stuff uh, did all of the stuff for the special effects for mm -hmm. all of these bodies. Now society is about it is about yet another seventeen year old who just wants to be a successful, happy person who just wants to you know have a girlfriend and have a life and be loved by his parents. But he just can't get that nope. in Beverly Hills. Not in society. Now, before we get into the movie, would you like to know what else was playing in June 1992? Why, well, yes, I would, Michael. Thank you very much. Times Tom Sizemore in Bad Love. Robert Davi in Illicit Behavior. Witchcraft 4, The Virgin Heart. Kickboxer 3, Inside Out 2, House Sitter with Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin. So if you wanted to watch House Sitter and Society back to back, you could on a June on June 12, 1992. Also, the following week, June 19th, 1992, Batman Returns. Nice. But that you you think of Batman Returns as a Christmas movie, right? It yeah, came out in I June. Think, I personally And it's think set that during Christmas, Christmas too. So it's also uh, you know, other other notable movies. The sketch artist, leather jackets, and that's two words. Leather jackets. Oh fucking Christ. It's always two words. Yeah. Uh, Unlawful Entry with Ray Liotta and Kurt Russell is so fucking good. I can't wait to eventually do that. A movie called Quake Boomerang. And, um, oh, and, uh, at the beginning of July, A League of Their Own came ah. out. So, anyway, so those were the movies that were playing in the United States when this fucking batshit gonzo insane <laughs> body horror movie, uh, it came out. And this, uh, this is, uh, is about society. The, uh, oh, yes, the upper crust, where we talk about, you know, the really nice crust from pizza. You know, that's, I mean, we get that type of... You mean of, your parents' friends? Yeah, oh, like, uh, no, I'd say these people are, like, five, four or five levels above my parents. Okay, that's good. I, I, Miranda, you know my mom and my dad. I said your parents' I, friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, my, my parents' friends are kind of... They're all very nice. Yeah. Low, uh, anyway, but uh, lower <laughs> economic. You were you were just gonna get pretty society on me, right? Yeah, now. I was. You, you they're, they're not. They're not gonna be invited. You stopped to the yourself. Party. They're not gonna be shunted at all, or they might be actually. No, but I um. <laughs> the Brian Yusna cited. Yes, yes. Oh, the hospital used for the exterior. Shots is the same hospital used in Halloween 2. Oh. And Billy Warlock's father, actor stuntman Dick Warlock, played the name. shape in Halloween oh, 2. Oh, wow. Which was really insane. Who the hell is Billy Warlock? Billy Warlock is the... Oh, that's, that's, that's the actor's actual name. Yeah, that's the actor's that's actual name. name. 
What a fucking cool name. Yeah, and your Not na- as cool and as your Dick dad's Warlock. name is Dick Warlock. So of course you're gonna. That's one of the cooler names I've ever heard in my life. The painting, the paintings of Salvador Dali were a significant influence oh, upon the totally creature designs for of Screaming Mad George. You know, <laughs> he. Sh- it, it's really, really sad that, you know, American audiences didn't get this when it came out because it is, uh, it is a masterpiece of disgusting. Well, well coming pressure. off the Reagan eighties, that yeah, America wasn't ready for. Yeah. Anyway, the um, yeah, uh, screaming mad George used Salvador Dali's autumn cannibalism in soft construction with foiled beans. Oh my gosh! Uh, premonition of a, of civil war as inspiration for all of the fucking disgusting shit. Billy Warlock and Ben Meyerson, who played enemies in the film, actually became good friends during the shoot. So nice. like, the dude was like that. And uh, that uh, uh, Playboy playmate Devin DeVasquez said in an interview that she was used to posing nude on camera, but she had never filmed a sex scene before, so she was nervous about it. Then she found out Billy Warlock, the other actor in the scene, was more uptight about it than she was. He, he was he- Billy Warlock didn't want to show his bare ass. He was scared about, you know, showing his butt. He didn't think he had a good butt. Did he get butt. a butt double? No, he didn't. He just waited till the end, and he didn't think he had a nice butt. No, it's a pretty nice butt. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Alumni from the Friday the 13th franchise are in this. Uh, you know, someone, uh, characters were in part seven as well as part three as well. So there are actors that know what this, uh, that kind of had an idea of what a horror film, intense horror film of the 80s was, but they were not... I don't think anybody was ready for this shit. Yeah, this isn't a slasher. This is body horror. It's totally different. Tim Bartell's acting during his shunting death scene was so disturbing that director Brian Usna had to scale it back in editing to make it less intense. Wow. Uh, when he gets... Yeah, anyway, we'll talk We'll talk all about we'll it. We'll talk about what he gets. So many of these. Oh, jeez. But, uh, yeah, what... Overall, overall thoughts. Did you before we get into it? (laughs) Anything that uh, comes to mind? I think we should just get into it. Okay. This was crazy. Well, it also won best makeup in at the Silver at at the Brussels International Festival of Fantasy Film. Wow. Okay. Anyway, but uh, this is about a young uh, another young man who wants who wants the best for his life wants to. He wants his parents to love him. He wants a regular life. He doesn't. He wants like... to be um, president of Beverly Hills Academy. Now, of course. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a good looking dude, and he's you know he just wants to. He suspect he might suspect that his wealthy parents are a bit uh, off. Off, and they are very off. Okay, so till okay, so where do we where do we want to start? What. Uh, Okay, well, we open with him carrying a big knife around a, a big, dark house. We hear echoing laughter. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's the, it's the, it's, it's another party at, uh, at, uh, for, with well, he, his school, go ahead. Well, he's the only one there. Yeah, okay, sorry. This is a dream sequence. Oh, the dreams, yeah, okay, That's sorry. That's how it opens. Yeah. And, um, go ahead, I'm, I'm better. Yeah. 
see here. Well, and then he wakes up and we find out that he is now um, talking to his therapist. So I'm like, okay, he's having nightmares. It's a good thing he's in therapy. Then my second thought was like, oh my gosh, there is a lot of fruit in that glass bowl. Yeah. So he takes, you know, he takes, it's either a pear or a yellow apple and he takes a bite of it and there's like tons of worms coming out of it. So I'm like, okay, no wondering, no wonder he's having some kind of foreboding feeling. He's eating worm fruit. Yeah. That's, don't eat worm fruit. No. Or fruit worm. Don't eat either. It doesn't taste well for you yeah. at all. So we're still in the dream sequence. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, it, there's some stuff that made me want to, part of me wanted to look away at some of this stuff. This is. Yeah, it was, it was pretty ghastly visually. Anyway, uh, that what what happens uh, what happens else in the uh, in the dream sequence? Anyway, no, that's that's pretty much it. The uh, and uh, surprise, surprise, he's also named Billy. Another th- seven or Bill, or Bill. Still. Se- uh, yeah, also named or both named Bill, both seventeen, both ready to fucking do their fucking best. Um, and he. He tells his therapist he doesn't trust his his family at all. It's like I don't. It's, it's creepy. It's he's like, yeah, they don't they don't treat me like they treat my sister. Yeah, he's. It's not. Is it? They treat me different. They treat me like an outside. He he feels like they treat him an, like an outsider mm-hmm. or some fucking ugly shithead. It's just. I. It's just really. Um. It's really sad because I I I, I feel for him. I feel for you know whatever. But uh, his sister's uh, he he uh, the psychiatrist scene doesn't seem all that you know freaked out. Don't worry, he doesn't. It's like yeah, he's placating him. You know, he says teenagers sometimes feel alienated to those closest to them, and he says, you know, well, I you know I think I might be adopted, and you know, therapist is like, well, I think you might just be paranoid, and he says, I've never been paranoid. Which comes up later in the film. He's like, I'm not paranoid. All my fel- all my fears are real. It's like, oh shit, that's freaking based. That is true, though. Yes, say that. Based. Love that word. It's very much a word we say now. But, uh... <laughs> it is! We say base. We say base. But he, uh, he's spooked by his... Yeah, he's... He tells a psychiatrist, Dr. Yeah, he's... He then he starts hallucinating... But... It, Worms in the apple. Yeah, it's just, I don't... Mm. That got me fucked up. Uh, he played... He's... A few days later, he's playing basketball with his friend Milo, which is really nice. Another basketball... Another fucking basketball player. Another fucking... Ba- yay! Another connection between these fucking movies. Yeah. Well, we find out that um, his sister, Jen, I believe is her name, her ex... Uh, David Blanchard is like hiding in her closet, peeking yeah. on her, Pe- peeking on her, and I well, and, and right and, and at this point we're thinking, oh, this guy's a fat pervert. This guy's fucking <laughs> right. <laughs> that was my first thought. What I wrote was, what it showed, but does he know something? Yes, this is a horror movie after all, and he's, he's like seeming like he knows something. Yeah, like he's something's like, a little bit not off. Disgu- it's not just disgusting stuff. Uh, and the sister's pissed, but not as pissed as she should be. As she should be, so considering they, everything. It, yeah. It, and it freaks him out a little. It, 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 it weirds him out a little bit about, like, why is well, this... yeah. Why, uh, why is everyone acting like this already? And, again, this is another movie from 
you know, frame one where we're all we're already exper- This is all we're already in a much more insane world. Than, yes, yes, than absolutely. quote unquote reality because of all of these all of these hoity-toity, you know, well-to-do dipshits. Well, yeah, I was wondering why the sister was walking Acting. around in that like really pretty, um, like pink satin dress, and like you're just walking around in that dress, and you know. Bill asks her, you know, well, what what made you guys break up? And she's like, oh, he just wasn't the right sort for me. Can you zip me up? And so he does. And then we see this weird, like, the top of her spine kind of bulge. Bulges out something, right like, pushes, like, trying to push out to leave her body. And it's, like, a huge bump. And it like, yeah, it kind of throbs a little bit. Throbs. And, then and Bill's like, ah. And she's like, what is it? And he's like, oh, uh, it's just a little wet. So she's either schwitzing like crazy or didn't dry herself off properly after her shower, which is not a good idea if you're going to wear satin. Yeah, but things show. don't burst out of your fucking chest unless you're you're on an alien spaceship or whatever. Well, it was her back. Yeah, it was her back. Or out of her back. Or but then we find out she's getting ready for her Deb party, her coming out. And she's like, oh, but, you know, I've already been dating for three years. And it's like, then what are you coming out from? There's nothing to come out from or to if you've already been dating. That but com- we know what she's actually yes, like, referring to. I'm just saying that ruins the point of a Deb coming out. <laughs> it's not that like big of a deal. You're not a Deb anymore. You're a Jen. That was a horrible joke. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um... I just didn't respond as much as I probably should have. Here we go. You want to do it again? No. Okay. <laughs> Even though Bill is great friends with Milo, the, Wh- uh, the Whitney's distrust him. They don't like Milo at all. And yeah. Milo is actually a decent friend. We have a decent... Well, I don't know. He's putting that weird shit in all of Bill's... um. In his Jeep and in his locker and stuff. Yeah, well, that that's just being... Uh, he will find that out. He admits to that a little bit later. He's just like a fucking weirdo asshole, but he isn't a... He isn't uh the, He's a bit of an outsider. He's a bit of an outsider. Do you think he's queer-coded? I... I wouldn't... It's hard to may, tell. It's really, really hard to 90s. tell because they don't tip the hand as much as... They don't code it or, quote-unquote, you know, queer-code it or whatever as much as... It has been in other 80s flicks. I, I got a lot, you know, so I just thought he was a decent guy. Although the queer coded you're at the very end where he's, you know, has, you know, a divine knockoff as his date when he goes in the le- into the mansion at the last scene. It, that could be like a reference, but I don't know if that's true or not. But what? What are you smiling at, you fucking silly? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's her. Yeah, hiding her, uh, Bill's throw, yeah, Bill's parents throw that dude out. Jenny then, yeah, it's, at school the next day, he is, uh, uh, he goes and he has to talk to the, uh, class, class president. He's talking to them. Well, it's the, it's the debate. They're running for class president. He's running against Petri, played by Brian Bremmer. Yeah. And, uh. And he says something positive about morons and everyone cheers. And I'm like, oh, I guess there's a, a really big moron vote at Beverly Hills Academy. This well, is what you're paying for. Yeah, no shit. It, it, or, you you think they're all fucking geniuses at Beverly Hills Academy? That's supposed to be the idea, I think. <laughs> but then I think it's, it's Clarissa, right? She's sitting right up front and she's opening her legs, showing her panty crotch right to him, and he can't help but He can't look. go, oh, that's so something super, down yeah, there I don't understand. And he's then he's super distracted from, um, from his speech, but, yeah. you know, he's popular and handsome and charming, so everybody loves him. 
And, you know, they're not into Petri as much because he looks like a nerd, even though I think he's dressed very smart. And then, the, and Ted is right next to her, uh, with, uh, right next to Clarissa with his arm around, uh, arm around her. I think that's that first. later. No, uh, no, that's later, but he's also there at the beginning. I thought he was also there at that's, the beginning. That's, enti- that's entirely possible. And yeah. then Sean and his girlfriend's getting pissed because she can see him, you know, crotch staring, which is not a cool thing to do. Don't crotch no, stare. No, no, no. Not unless you're invited to crotch. It's not great, but, you know, unless... It's, we agreed that you can stare at my crotch. Uh, <laughs> consent, consent, consent. But uh, it's it uh, it's really it's really disgusting. He has to go through all that fucking. Yeah, and then he he goes in real life to his therapist's office, and what really killed me was he totally took an apple out of the bowl and actually ate it. It's like after your worm apple dream, you're still gonna eat the the shriek fruit. You're and still he gonna eat your and this fruit. and he later that when he he visits Doctor Cleveland and his name Dr. is Doctor Cleveland. Cleveland, you can trust me, I'm Doctor Cleveland. He mentions that his family might be in some sort of incestual, you know, relationship, even that before any of that. No, no it was. It was but that wasn't that. after the tape. No, it wasn't. Oh. It was before the tape, which what? is so weird because oh, yeah. he fucking predicts his own uh, uh, his. His theory. He predicts his theory before. Oh yeah, because what he what he tells Doctor Cleveland is, you know, when he's asked about his family, he's like, eh, I don't think about them. They don't think about me. We're one big happy family, except for some in- incest and psychosis. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. And here. that's before he hears the he hears the recording. Anyway, later that is, is that before or after he's staring at his sister in the shower. No, no, it's later on the day he's in Jenny's bathroom only to oh, discover yeah, that, yeah, her distorted. And that is that I will have I have to give a lot of props to the makeup and the special effects on this because So you think that was practical cuz yeah, it had to because this is 89. Yeah. It looked insane. So she's just taking a shower. Looks like her boobs are on her backside because you're seeing both her butt and like massive like breasts that look like they were made by Dr. Plastic Surgeon or some Dr. Cleveland Plastic Surgeon or something. I don't know. Yeah, they were they, they, they were just big. these like big round gravity defying orbs. Like not even regular. Not even fake real, boobs, not even regular not even yeah, not even real fake boobs, but like fake fake boobs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> alien fake boobs. The type of boobs. You, you but then I'm just like, alien. yeah, don't watch your sister shower. Just don't do that. Ed, oh yeah, Ed. He only you know that it, it, he thinks it's some sort of illusion or some dumb bullshit like that. And uh, so is he looking because he's like, "Ooh, boobs and butt," or is he like, "What the fuck is going on? Why can I see your boobs and your butt at the same time?" This isn't a comic book. It's it really isn't. It's a few days. He uh, a few days later. He goes to the um, he goes to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Oh, but oh, yeah, I ahead. think when it, is it when he's on his way to his beach? He's on his way somewhere, so he gets in his jeep, and that's when he finds a Ken doll in the passenger. No, that's later on, baby. That's later on. Okay. You got it all well, he, well, yeah, but he finds a Ken doll twice. Oh, he finds a Ken doll twice. Yeah, yeah the I first time he finds a Ken doll, it's just a Ken doll with a massive screw jabbed in its head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's is fairly true. on in the film, and that's Fa- fairly early on in the film. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's. And uh, uh, we forgot to mention this, but during the debate, it, uh, he's very much trying. It's it's very easy how he's winning over the crowd 
during the debate. I, I'm, I'm handsome, and he's a nerd, and he's talking nerd stuff, but I'm cool like that. Yeah, yeah. it's very 80s. Very, very bullshit. Uh, he goes. He goes to the beach. So he goes to the beach with his girlfriend, Shauna. Well, I think before, right. is it right before the beach when they're at school? Um, you know, they're having a bit of a fight, and that's where Shauna says, "You know, if you really loved me, you get us invited to Ted Ferguson's Ted party." Ted Ferg, we gotta get to Ted Ferguson's party. I, like, I can't believe we were left out. And it's like, well, fuck Ted then. He sucks. Why? You, you know? I thought they brought up the party first at the beach, but I could be wrong. They're anyway, not, no, the party had already been established by that line, and okay. then they go to the beach. Okay, so, but they're really pushing this beach. They're real. She really wants to go to this fucking party. Like, yeah, then they go to the beach and they're talking about it. And she's like, they're over there. Go over there and get us invited. And, uh, yeah, it's... And that's when Bill, Bill goes up to Ted Ferguson. I can't well, before he gets to Ted Ferguson, remember, yeah. he's walking across the beach and the sunscreen bottle oh, is just yeah. laying in the sand and he meets Clarissa and he's, like, kind of fallen on the... You know, he, tri- he tripped... And he's like kind of flat on his face, and she steps on the sunscreen and comes sunscreen right onto his face. Yeah, which, uh, you know, my gosh. If you, uh, that's a bit on the nose. That's very, yeah, overt symbolism. Over symbolism. Overt symbolism. Overt, overt, that sounds better. Yeah, and then after that, uh, right after that, and I didn't realize why it came in such quick succession until a little bit later, um, he goes, you know, they have a little bit of a chit chat. Um, she's being pretty suggestive, Clarissa. Then she leaves. She really she's wants wearing, him. Yeah, she's wearing a really cute swimsuit, too. It's like this, like, shiny metallic teal two-piece. It's really cute. Um, so she bails, and then he's like, oh, okay, that was hot. And he turns around, and he goes to talk to Ted again, and he runs into, uh, Mrs. Uh, Car- Mrs. Carlin, the mute, who you call the divine knockoff. Oh, Yeah. And, and uh, she's just this weird, overly, overly beat zombie lady who doesn't speak. And my question was, why are you, uh, why are you wearing so much jewelry at the beach, very large, overly beat lady? Yeah, I, I don't. She just, she's like spangled with necklaces, and it's like it's the beach. And we find, uh, we find out why she's acting like that. But do uh, we? Yeah, she's. Relate. She's related to the fucking. Um, oh, but she was the outcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a complicated film. You really think it's a complicated film? No. <laughs> There's just a There's lot a going lot of layers. on. A lot going on. So, see, it, Ted says he can't think of anything. There's no. I can't think of any. There's no party. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me find out. He's backing Petri for the president. Yeah. Presidency the, of the, the, the Petri, the fucking geek with a capital G. G. And, um, yeah. And he. And at this point, after he gets asked, he is told by, uh, fucking Blanchard, you know, that. He, who reveals that. He hit a micro a microphone in Jenny's earring and heard her participating in an orgy. And he does and Bill doesn't want to Billy or Bill doesn't want to believe that. And then he is forced to listen to his sister in and his her his father and his mother more or less be at a fucking violent yeah, disgusting we, orgy we, we see you know um his dad is talking to the judge and jenny comes up and says there's something wrong with my earring something in the clasp and we see there's something stuck in there we find out that's the mic i don't think he 
mentions it, we find it, and I was like, oh, that's a that's a pretty ingenious way to bug someone, a teeny tiny mic on their earring, but he makes them listen to the mini tape. Yeah. And where it, we hear the dad say, um, yeah. um, you know, Jen says, um, you mean I can, I can do it with anyone after this? <laughs> and, and, you know, the sister and the dad are talking. He's like, yeah, then you can do it with women and men. First we dine, then copulate. First someone your age, and then you're with your mom and me. And then the mom says, your boobs look totally sexy. The guys are going to pop high ones when they see you. Jesus Christ, even without knowing that this thing highly is going to... Highly inappropriate. Dis- dis- really highly, no, highly inappropriate. Yes, very highly inappropriate in this disgusting movie. Yes, no, and then we just hear noises, and what the captioning says uh, is laughing and uh, squelching. Uh, Hot. Yeah. Uh, uh, like that, no, those noises. Squelch, squelch, squelch. Uh, uh, uh. But, uh, the, uh... He uh, he thinks these uh, after listen is oh my gosh I can't believe this is real this is this is my mom and my dad and my sister they're all you know entering each other on tape this is disgusting. But and, then he uh, does a not a very smart thing. He takes the tape to his therapist and says, yeah. "You have to listen to this." You have to listen to this. <laughs> no, I, like, so- I really don't. So he's like, yeah, something crazy is going on. But, you know, the shrink has to go somewhere, or he's busy or something, and he won't listen to it. And he's like, well, just give me the tape. And we're like, no, Bill, do not give him the tape. Bring it to your session tomorrow and have him listen to it with you. But he makes the foolish decision to go ahead and give him the tape. And then a little bit later, um, Billy's just at school, regular day, I suppose. And he goes to his locker, and after the Ken doll in his Jeep, he now finds out, like, a shrunken voodoo head in his locker. Just hanging there in his locker. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what these warnings are supposed to mean, but someone is trying to tell him something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he plays the tape. It, it, next day, Cleveland tells Bill that there is nothing wrong with the tape. And he goes over, he plays the tape, only to find out that it's just a conversation between Jenny and her parents. Uh, not like, oh, uh, yeah, it's too bad that your that your brother Bill couldn't come to the party. And yeah, it's a doctored. Uh, it's a different tape. Yeah, doctored. The, edited the shrink tape. doctored the tape. She, you know, instead she was saying, "Oh, you mean I can dance with anyone I want?" And they're like, "Oh, yes, you know the order. First we dine, then introductions, and then the dancing. You know, it's it's a completely mundane version of what we heard earlier." Yeah, and um. Bill attempts to get a new copy of the tape. Oh, yeah. T- tape from Blanchard. Yes, that's right. And, uh... <laughs> and, uh... It, he, they, he couldn't do it. He's... Uh, Blanchard is... Apparently. Yeah, I love that Blanchard was like, yeah, meet me on the corner of Roxbury and Wilshire. So I'm like, okay, so they're they're meeting at Neiman Marcus? Because I think that's what's there when I yeah. looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Please, meet me there. Is, yeah. And, uh, once they meet him there, oh my gosh, car crash! Holy fucking shit. A massive one. A deadly one. He is gone. He is Yeah, Blanchard is done for. He is disgustingly And so is his thing. recording equipment. And all the and all the recording equipment is everywhere. It's yeah. true. Everything's fucked up everywhere. He tries to... It, and Bill tries to get it and tries to find any sort of... Is there a tape? You can't be in here. This is a... This is a police... Thing, You're, someone's di- died in here. You can't just walk around this crime. Yeah, See? you can't just take evidence. Yeah, that's not a good idea. But it's my, it's a, it's my tape. I don't care. 
Um, yeah, it's only a fun. De- yeah, before the car crash. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he talks to Ted at, uh, at some point, and that Ted's not- giving him shit. I think he's trying to get invited to his party or something. Oh, he he receives an invitation to Ted's party. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He, he's just like, yeah, I'll send you a telegram. Like a douchebag. And he says at some point, he's like, yeah, if you don't follow the rules, bad things happen. Some people make the rules and some people follow them. It just depends on what you're born to. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Uh, 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 again, another thing that's fairly on the nose, but kind of Very actually on the works. Nose. Actually works. But um, but he does send him a telegram. He does. Uh, he gets the, he gets an invitation to the party. You know, Bill's, uh, Bill's sister asks... Asks what he's going to wear, and uh, it, 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 Bill says, To Blanchard's funeral? No, to the fucking party, dum dum. I was talking about the party, not yeah. I don't care he's about Blanchard's con- funeral. Yeah, Fuck he's still off. concerned about this guy he knew being dead. No, and everyone else has forgotten about it. Family doesn't care that Dave's dead. Yeah. Oh, but I love that his dad says before going to the party, Be careful on the drinking and driving. He doesn't say not to do it. Or just be careful yeah, what you do. Yeah, exactly. It's eighty nine, baby. They're not. Oh my gosh. They're not, it's Beverly Hills. They're wealthy. They don't need to worry about laws. It's uh, it's really e- it's really easy not to worry about laws when you fucking own the town and you're shunting everything. So. I guess, but still. All right. So um, yeah, at the part. Oh yeah. Uh, so what ha- it, is the funeral first, or does it go to the first party first? I, f- do I we forgot. S- I don't think we see the funeral. We yeah, we go- do. We go to the funeral when he fucking pokes the goddamn oh, shoot, face. Oh, shoot. That, that's that's right. I think that's... Let me see. Oh, no. It's the day afterward. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, okay. That's, so he goes later, to the party. I think it's a wake. He goes to the party. It's at the wake. And he's... Ferguson uh, and... Well, he sees... Bill the- asks what uh, Ferguson, what he did with his, sis- uh, well, his, well, his well, sister. Well, 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 well... We see Clarissa. He meets Clarissa, and he recognizes her from the beach. Yeah. And there's an, an interesting interaction. They're kind of dancing and flirting and, you know, getting to know each other a little bit. And at one point, he you know, he says, um, you know you know my mom's maiden name? And Clarissa says, real or adopted? So it's like, okay, what does she know? <laughs> she knows something, too. Everyone's in on having... Everyone has more information than Bill. Yeah, All and he doesn't time. ask. I would have been like, "What exactly do you mean by that? What do you know about my family that I do not?" Yeah, at the and <laughs> yeah, but then Bill goes to where to Ferguson to to Ted, and says, "Hey, what'd you do to my sister?" And what I was thinking was like, "Why are they? This is like some fancy pants party with a DJ and a pool in Beverly Hills." I'm like, "Why are they just? Why are all the cool kids hanging out in the shitty little tent?" They have this shitty little tent, Seclusion? and that's where you know, know that's where the good champagne is for some reason. Yeah, well, the smaller the smaller the crew. Anyway, um, then uh, he and then Bill just and then fucking Ferguson just fucking says it. I fucked your sister, and everyone else got turned on, so they fucked her too. He, he's really, really, very aggressive with the fucking like. And then I fucked her too, and then I got Blanchard to crash into a pool. He's, he says, "Pretty I, busy week." He says, "I ran pole. that low rent fool right into a pole." pole. So y'all, so somehow y'all got wind of the tape from the shrink, and then you killed Blanchard. So the shrink's in on it. They, uh, and then they start fighting. They're like, ah, gosh darn it, you shouldn't have said that. You killed Blanchard? And, uh... Yeah, and he pushes Bill into the pool and says, you make waves, you're gonna drown. <laughs> Which is a great... There's some really awesome lines in this movie. I really... 
I really fucking love this shit. Anyway, after, you know, Fergus, uh, he is helped by Clarissa, who takes Bill to her place, and they have sex. They sure do. Uh. But after having sex... Yeah, that is what it sounds like. Yeah, she calls him Mean Machine, Jelly Bean. Hot. Yeah, and uh, after having sex, Bill sees Clarissa's body contort yes. and fuck up, and like it fucks him up. And yeah, I was like, is she grabbing her shit. own shoulder? I don't think he's wearing that nail. Yeah, how how is their thir- uh, how is the hand right there? I didn't realize that is you know physically possible is what he's thinking in his head. And uh, oh, so then they're done banging, and she she's making a couple of cups of tea, which is generally nice. But then she asks him, "How do you like your tea, cream?" Sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? It's like, oh, Clarissa's freaky deaky. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, she she's had too much time at, at these shunting parties that she's not in, sure what any of these fucking young dudes like these days, unless they're in the shunting orgy. Anyway, they yes. are interrupted by Miss Miss Carolyn. Carlin. Uh, that's Car- her, her last Carlin? name. Her name's Clarissa Carlin. With a Carlin. Mom. Carlin. Yes. And that, that's why I was like, oh, her mom is a large, bejeweled zombie lady from Who the Who eats beach. other people's hair. That's great. It's wonderful. I, she might be eating her own hair. I don't know. But she pukes up a hairball and gives it to Billy. <laughs> and you were like, is this what happened to Kanye? <laughs> yeah. I, I, legit, I, I legit thought something like the fucking... Cardet, I mean, this is conspiracy fucking galaxy brain, but if you know, Kanye was already a little unwell, and if you put him in one of those situations where you're constantly, you know, butting heads with a elite billionaire family who can run your shit and make you feel less than, you know, it might snap you some more. More than he was already fucked up. Anyway. Just a, just a pot that I'm sh- This is all parody. Kim Kardashian does not shunt or eat or, you know, didn't... I'm sure she was fine with Kanye. She probably eats, but I don't know if she eats hair. No, 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 no. Not that we... I mean, not... I mean, the best type. Alrighty. Uh, the next day at Blanchard's funeral, <laughs> Milo points out that they did a good job at repairing Blanchard's bar- body. Yeah. It and uh Oh, before that on his way to Blanchard's funeral, he's all dressed nice and he goes to get into his Jeep and he finds Is this where he finds the blow-up doll or is that later? A little bit later. Okay. Yeah, so like they Oh yeah, they did a really good job putting Blanchard back together. And he pushes so, the ah! face and his face fucking he a, cracks. Cuz he, he has a birth cuz he has a birthmark birth mark on his fucking cheek. cheek. And yeah, and it just it just it just goes right in and it, he cracks his fucking dead face. And it it looks it almost looks yeah it looks fucking like rubber or something. But it's like yeah they do have to do that kind of reconstruction if you're gonna have have an open casket. Uh. Uh, then Petri his pet Petri or Petri or Petri. whatever Petri ha, uh, goes up to Bill and uh, who I, I, Petri who is his fucking. Uh, I have that the blow up doll came before that. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Yeah, know. that's when he was no. going to the funeral and he goes into his. Oh yeah. His, he goes to into his jeep and he finds a Ken doll again, but this oh, time yeah. the Ken doll is stuck in the mouth 
of a blow up of doll. Of a blow up doll. With a piece of and tape he, on it that says Clarissa on it because everybody knows that they banged the night before. Yeah, okay. I and I'm understand like, that. yeah, that's that's not a good thing for Shauna to find him with the day after he cheated on her. And that's when he goes in to confront his family about the blow up doll. I don't know why he thinks they did it. But then, um, yeah, Jennifer, his sister, is getting a nice massage from Dad, saying, right there, Dad, that's good. And, which is, like, already very uncomfortable. And then he brings the blow-up doll in and throws it on the bed and says, you know, what's this? And then uh, Jen's like, yeah, that's not a nice thing to bring into Mom and Dad's bedroom. Some of us have to get to school on time. Yeah, you got to get to school on time, but you have time for a nice good old Dad massage. And then his dad's giving him some shit, and dad says, ah, fuck you, butthead. And the mom says, don't use the F word to your father. And, you know, Billy says, would you prefer the word copulation, refer referring to the tape? So they have no, you know, they know that he knows something, I think. Also, uh, but during the, uh, I just want to uh, make sure this is told about, but he, uh, during the... I think it's during the funeral that Petri does come up to... Does come up to him and say, hey, I need to talk to him about your parents, about society, and meet them in the yes. woods. And Franklin explain Canyon, everything. to be specific. Yeah, and that night, uh, you know, Bill finds Petrie's body in a car with his throat slit. Yes. So he is dead. Petrie's dead tree. And it's probably Ferguson again, I wrote. Yeah. Uh, he calls the police, but when they arrive, Petrie's body is gone, and the car was that was there had been swapped out. One of the officers... Warns him that next time he sees him won't be very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Bill says he's like, it was a different, if it, it was a totally different car. It was a Volvo, not whatever this is. Yeah. And then the cop just says, I guess you're naturally fucked up. And so he, you know, he runs out of the woods and to the first house he sees, which just, you know, he knocks on the door, Clarissa answers, and he says, well, what are you doing here? And she's like, I live here. And then he says, you know, I just saw Petri with his neck cut. And she says... Poor baby. I hope he didn't make a mess. And so the next day, Petri is seen alive again, which is insane. Yeah, it's um, it's a another debate for class president. The final and, one. Yeah, this is a very, very serious campaign, I guess. And he's freaking out on everyone. He's like, you know, Petri has won every attendance award. He's, you know the best debater in school, and he's not here. Don't any of you think it's weird that he's not here? He's like, something weird's going on. And then Petri shows up, and he's totally fine. He's totally fine. Yes. Uh, uh, goes to... Bill goes to confront his family yet again about this, and he's drugged by C Dr. Cleveland. And, uh... Bill, uh, Milo arrives at the hospital trying to find Bill, only to find that he, that, hear that he is legally dead. And even though Bill walks out of the hospital and Milo sees him. Is it before, is it before he ends up in the hospital? Remember, um, he and Milo are talking and he admits to putting all that weird stuff in his car and locker. And yeah, Bill's like, even. what the fuck, bro? And he's like, I don't know. You just make me angry. We're only friends at your convenience. And then... Milo, you know, is like, you know, something weird is going on. He's like, you know, I, for, you know, Ferguson left with Petri, left the canyon with Petri wrapped in a blanket. Then a station wagon showed up, then an old full Ford. The whole thing was weird. Yeah, and, th and then they go to, I guess, the, the party. And I was like, okay, so there's an ambulance showing up to the house before anything has happened. Something is up. Someone has a plan. Yeah. 
It's um. Hill is drug. Yeah. Yeah. Then they drug. Then they drug Bill. Yeah. And uh, again, there's a lot of drugging of young men yes. in both these fucking yes. movies. A lot of dr- uh, where drugging you're of bills, a lot drugging of, bill of drugging. bills, making sure that Bill is gonna uh, is gonna sleep. It's fucking awful. Um, anyway. Oh, and we see Blanchard in the hospital. It's like, okay, so he's not dead. They're just doing a bunch of weird, fucked up stuff to him. Yeah. They're just they're just keeping him there. Well, yeah. Then, then um. Bill meets up with Milo after leaving the hospital, and he seems like a new dude. He's all ramped up and ready to go, and he tells he tells Milo, he's like, yeah, things are, are just the way they seem, even more so. I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah, the, um... That's when, that's when he tells Milo, like, I'm not paranoid, all my fears are real. So I, he has some kind of idea of what's up now, we think. Oh, he doesn't go home, he goes back to Clarissa's. And they have a bit of a slap fight, and she tells him not to go home. She knows what's waiting for him there. And he's just like, well, they want me to go home. It's time to party hardy. And he totally just bails on Milo and, like, leaves him in the road. Uh, but Milo rushes to the Whitley's home, bringing Miss Carolyn as, uh, as protection. Yeah, I don't know if that's his car or Miss Carolyn's car, but she's just hanging out in the back of the car, pawing at Milo, and he's like, well, okay, I guess you're coming with me. Let's go to Bill's house. And at, at, at the Whitley's house. But don't touch the hair, yeah, is what he tells her. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's revealed that everyone's in on it. His family, Ferguson, Petrie, Dr. Cleveland, and Sergeant Burt. All, everyone's ready to... Blanchard is also revealed to be alive, you know. It's great, you know. Yeah, and then he was held of, captive, yeah. We kind of flash back a little bit. This little is where bit. we see again, he has a big knife and he's walking around a dark yeah, house. okay. And that's before we see that it's the party. Yeah. Clarissa is also seen, uh, you know, Milo and Miss Carolyn also arrive, and Miss Carolyn attacks a police officer, and Milo steals the uniform, and that's how he's able to get in there uh, without any, like, uh, with some subtlety, I guess. Yeah, and they're using using an animal catch pole on Bill, which is dark. Yeah, it's... Right around his neck. Anyway, Bill's mother uh, says she's not actually his mother, and his father says he's never one of them, you know... Expl- yeah, Dr. You- Cleveland explains to Bill that they are a different species from regular people, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's, is it the doctor, the ju- or it's, yeah, Bill's dad says, you know, he's giving a bit of a speech to the party, and he's like, oh, the thrill of the hunt and the taste of the shunt. I think that might might be the doctor or the judge, and then Bill's dad says, yeah, you were never one of us. You're a different species, a race. You have to be born into society. It's a matter of good breeding, yeah. really. Yeah, which, you we know, all another know thing about classism. Yes. Yay, together. Yes, yes, indeed. We all know about that shit. Um, the, uh, it, I, I, uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie, and I think we might have skipped over it, but he's, uh, or maybe, uh, or whatever, but he, he's, uh, when he is confronted by his parents looking the way that they do, and his father is yeah, call me a butt head. Oh, that comes a little bit later. I, I'm sorry. It, it does come. I thought that came before before the shunting. I thought um, it did, Miranda, because the shunting. There's the shunting. And well, then well, remember, there's stuff. the shunting, and then his parents, sister, and dad. They go upstairs to have their own little orgy. Oh yeah, and I that's mean, when they get. Yeah. That's when they get all morphed into into one another. So I was like, okay, uh, who's in the hospital robe being ushered in? It's probably Blanchard. Yes, we find out that it's him and he's still alive. Milo's bringing Mrs. Carlin in, and I wonder if they're going to be the heroes. 
Then everyone starts to get naked, and I'm like, oh, Lord, they're going to rape poor Blanchard? No, this we, lady is we're getting into Caligula territory, Oh, this baby. is Caligula territory. Some random lady sucking on his moobs. It's very disturbing. It's, uh, just have a cannibalistic orgy, baby. Start to contort and melt and... You know, yeah. just make each other like. They're all covered my in flesh is your flesh. Your flesh is my flesh. We are we're all one fle flesh. We all we're all the. Fl yeah, uh, then they're all covered in goo, and some lady sticks her fingers in Blatchard's butt, but not in the usual way, like in the butt cheek. It yeah. was very disturbing. Yeah, right up the right in the right in the cheek. Yeah, up to the knuckle. Up to the knuckle. Uh, you know, and she the judge, the, uh, the judge is there. Who's the judge? And he's like very important, and everyone's. And it's it's a bl I, I had real empathy for going for Blanchard going through all this fucking shit. It is yeah. Unhealthy and, they all oh, they all fuck. stick their lips on him, and then their faces kind of elongate. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. So their faces are like proboscis. I probably mispronounced that. They're proboscis into him. So I'm like, okay, that's the shunt they're talking about. Yeah. And somebody says, you know, uh, the rich have always sucked off the poor. Like, I guess so, but not in the good Yeah, way. not not like this, they haven't, yeah. but, yeah. Not in the way you want. I haven't seen that. Yeah, exactly. No one's no one's blowing a homeless guy these days, but, no, go ahead, sorry. That's, I mean, I'm sure there are, but I, I don't think a lot of rich people are doing it. Oh, and then I'm like, fuck, the old dude just fisted him all the way up to his mouth. That's no good. Six a fist right into his butt, and his hand comes out the mouth. Yeah, and... That's beyond Harry Carey. That's something completely else. Yeah. It's beyond also that Also, somebody else announcer. doing it to you. Yeah, exactly. Not even like that baseball announcer. The, uh, it's... <laughs> it's right. But, uh, it, they get, it, it gets to such a point, you know, they're using, yeah, they're using it like some sort of fucking edible thing on his fucking neck. Yeah, He's the, dealing the catch with all bowl. this fucking sh It's, it's really, they're treating him like a... It, like an animal, I hate to like an it. inferior being, like yes. an inferior, be like a like a slave or like anything, like the hoi polloi, yeah, yeah, the uh, hoity toity, yeah, the hoi polloi, hoity toity. So Clarissa lets Bill go, but then the horde grabs him again, and he escapes to his mom's bedroom. But then we hear that there are more squelching noises, yeah, and her hands are her feet, or her feet are her hands. She has hands for feet, and I'm like, oh my god, did Jennifer's head just come out of her vag? Yes, indeed it did. Yeah. And that's when we see that, I guess she turns her back, and we see the dad's face coming out of her butt, and that's where he says, I guess you're right, I am, I am a, a butthead. Butt so the three are completely amalgamated. Yes, and, you know, the, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are listening and are it, it, are trying to picture what you is... You can't. You can't, and there is only You've one way to actually to see it to believe it. It's, um, uh, one of the most disturbing things is that, uh, when Judge Carter shunts the, uh, Blanchard, he acquires the fucking beauty mark yes. on his fucking itch, which, that was, that, that, that's what kind of fuck, that's what kind of made me feel icky and such. Like, my gosh, you fucked some dude with, so badly with some sort of, you know, fucking ritualistic orgy stuff that not, that his fucking beauty marks jumped off of him and went on to you. You were that, like, entangled with his uh, fucking with body. With his DNA. With his DNA and his body, and it's just... it's. Uh, and at one point, even though Clarissa is part of the cult, she kind of... Doesn't like it. She's reluctant it. to kill Bill. Yeah, reluctant to kill Bill. <laughs> kill Bill. 
Oh, that's funny because my next note is because Ted Ferguson's he's the king of the shunt or something of that nature. And I wrote, yeah, now Bill and Ted have to fight to the death or something. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> it's oh, Bill, Bill and Ted. Ted. Yeah. Another, 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 movie another great movie from the 80s. That's great. I, I just... Oh, but Mrs. Carlin is back there. So I'm wondering if she's going to do something. So and Ted smacks Clarissa as they're fighting and yeah, Clar and her mom is like, "Ah, that's my baby girl," and she just flops down on him. I thought she was gonna do more, but that's 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 all she got. She is a she is a bejeweled zombie lady. She can only do what she can. Justice for Mrs. Carlin. Yeah, it, it, Bill has had enough, and he goes downstairs to confront the cult after he sees his well remember when they fight to the death they fight to the death and and bill defeats ted by fisting him right through his entire face he yeah again his fist fist is twisted back yeah and his and his hand not just comes out of his mouth but like some of his fingers are poking out his eyes like fisting right through his entire body and and grabs it and and pulls himself through his own anus and he is inside out now i did not see that coming I really did not. I I did not remember that part of the movie. No. I remembered bits and parts of this, and uh, I remembered part of the uh, the ending of this movie, but I did not remember that he had to t- more or less fucking just rip someone inside and inside and out, inside from out. Fucking and I love how the judge says because he said earlier he's like, oh, you know, we have an internship at DC this summer, and then after you know. Ted gets turned inside out. He's like, yeah. I'm going to need another person for Yeah, I think we might have another opening in D.C. Yeah. So that's how you get these weird high society aliens. You just have to turn them inside out by fisting them. Bill, Clarissa, and Milo fucking They bail. They escape, and they drive off in Bill's Jeep. I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. At the the end of this movie. That is just, you are leaving us off on a hell of a cliffhanger, and I don't know. I think it also, it just might be that you can't kill society. Society's always going to be there. Yeah. that's Well, that's a lesson to all you young Gen Zers out there. You can't kill society. It can only kill you. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, like... So the classism is, runs deep in this, yes. This is, I mean, there's all sorts of... I uh, I can I can ima- I can imagine why some uh, some people in the United States were not ready for this, uh, and Mark Michael Wilmington of the Los Angeles Times wrote, "No one who sees the last half hour of this movie will ever forget it, though quite a few may want to." It would, uh, and people in London say it would probably not play well to American audiences. I don't know if they're ready That's for that. That's interesting. You know, the Austin Chronicle wrote that the British press, who gave the film positive reviews, overrated it and said it would not play well to American audiences. And I guess, it, I guess someone called it uh, way ahead of its time. This is balls out satire and the disgraceful layers that can lurk just beyond the Avon surface. This is anti-Ferris Bueller, and it's fiendishly funny. I don't know how funny I thought. I mean, I love laughing, but there, this was more like kind of icky, ridiculous. I mean, I was laughing mostly out of. Oh, I mean, I yeah, yes, they did that. Cr- yes, cringe uncomfortable laughter. cringe laughing, not necessarily. Stuff I mean, the that tone was me, very odd. Yeah, and and humorous, but god damn, I don't think I've ever been this. It, 
not even when we were doing our, you know, John, not even when we watched John Wa- our John Waters movies in the past have I felt this fucking, ick, like, icky. About oh, I bet he loves this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. This, is, this seems totally up his alley. And it, and it closes the way that it opens with the Eaton Boating song, but with completely different lyrics. Yeah, rewritten lyrics. Yes. Um, Lyrics such as, Oh, how we'll all get richer playing the ruling game. Only the poor get poorer. We feed off them all the same. Then we'll all sing together. To society we'll be true. Then we'll all sing together. Society waits for you. Some may call us sinners. We think of ourselves as saints. Some may call us killers. It's done with such restraint. Then we'll all sing together. To society we'll be true. Then we'll all sing together. Society waits for you. <laughs> Society waits for you. If you like drinking a drink with pee in it, this might be a good movie coffee, for you to watch. Coffee, tea, or pee? Yes, coffee, tea, or my pee. Ugh. But it, it it's it, it certainly is one of a kind. I don't think. I <laughs> definitely. I don't think this could. Uh, of course, there is. Uh, there was a uh, completed script for a sequel that was supposedly oh, really? came out in 2013, but they've been trying to, or at least they've been trying to make that a thing. Can they not get distribution, or has it? I don't. I I think you know. I don't. I'd be surprised if they got any fucking cash for this. This is really tough to. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Body how... modification was develop is in development as of twenty thirteen. Oh, that's a script what written oh, by Stephen Biro. Yeah, ten years ago. And now would be the time to release uh, a sequel to this, I think. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> this. Yeah. Th- now I think people are ready for that. Yes, shit. definitely. Yes. Let's, let's more put, than ready. Let's get the let's get the young woke people to watch something about a different society, or the same. But uh, yeah, that is. It, there's some. I've. This is uncomfortable, sick shit. This is. This is, yeah. this is the type of stuff that we're, we're doing the fucking pod for. But yeah. All right. Are you ready for um, another round of notes without context? Okay. And now for notes without context. Handheld and patch, get that knife, had it tight. Another Billy psychiatrist might not help. Ugh! Orgy credit scenes, wet and yucky. As soon as my smart president go- happens, I'll draw. Uh, I'll draw it up. Damn it, Bill! Something in the closet. January guy in the closet. January guy in the closet. Go away, David. It's okay, Daddy. Get ready for Judge Eater. The game's gorgeous piano screaming gonna come out of her back. Ew. Childish morons in this adaptation. Lost the pecan votes. Looks like he's twisted in in semen dress code. His semen dress code, the apple bite. Incest and psychosis. Acidic, absurd aliens. Always trust your psychiatrists. Suckling naked backwards lately slugs and waters fucking. Judge Quarter next Wednesday. Screw in the head snarky killers on the beach. 
drive at alien skin Ted's party is kick-ass. White stuff on the face. Bend me, baby. Is Ted a fuckhead? I'm sure. New confirmed member of society. Do. Dine, then copulation. The boobs totally sexy. The more you can do, David Blanchard is going to be screwed. Not as much as nothing, your, your family. Giving me the tape to... I think I want to go to the party giving me a bunch of shit. <laughs> Milo, ahead is a lot ahead in the locker. Ted was also there. Switch tapes. People are what they are. What you're horned to... What you're born to, what you're born to, that makes more sense. What you're born to, I really hate pitying your herpes. Blanchard's dead, they don't answer the los dead. What a fucking tire wiener. <laughs> Suspicious of police. Ted's party, they know about the accident. You fancy the hour and the skirt. Shower genitalia turned pricks got my kicks. Clarissa a ha has a MILF manner mother energy. Ted question mark? Don't be so teasy. Fucked her sister? Bagel breath. Oh yeah! Bagel breath, anti-semitical. Uh, Anti-bagel breath. Anti-semitic word. That's what I... Ted's, Ted's jelly bean? No. Ted's, Ted's admitting he's stupid. You make waves, you're gonna drown. Wet dreams. I gotta, I gotta say that more often. You make waves, you're gonna drown. When you get soaked in sex scene for more jelly beans, don't trust sex with the pretty lady. Twisted body whores, what a bitch Clarissa is. P in the T, the divorce wannabe. She threw up a piece of her Hair, you think this is what happened to Kanye, blow-up doll? Had a Ken doll in the mouth. A good fuck, that blow-up doll. Looks like they are all in poiscoital. Nice tie. Guys, disgust me. Fuck your butthead. Fuck you, butthead. Dad is coming to get you. He's coming all over you. This is what Blanchard's face must look like. Bill needs the geeky fuck. I love both these movies, but they do have undertones and... Overtones of incest. Peter Petri might be dead tree. You said Petri might be dead tree? That's stupid. You skipped on the tree branch. You shipped on you shit on the tree branch? No. Wide eyes in the woods. I want the shirt follow the shit stealers. I hope he don't make a mess, annoyed cops. Hot Dawn, dead person, have mom and dad, hair on these people, quite the talk before the debate, you. The whole thing was weird. I'm sorry, shrunken head and sex dad. D was all Molay, but she's cool now. What? All right, let's read that again. Sex daddy was all... was all... mold up, but it's cool now. Going after fucked up party... An amphibious, an amphibious, I'm about 18, Phibius, drugged him the fuck up. Milo's got to say, Bill, Whitney is here at the hospital. No, 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 you're not sorry. 
thinking about drugs the time you're knocked out. Billy is turned officially... Uh, he's officially daddy paranoid. He's daddy paranoid. All my feces... Uh, all my <laughs> fans are feces. Now all my, now, all my fears are feces. That makes more sense. All my fears are slapping his new lady with feces. That's the plan. I'm ditching yours. Miss Carlin, don't do that. Back to another mansion. The abnormal toad around his neck. Fudge is the psychiatrist. Judge is the psychiatrist. Nope, not right. That's not true. He's, he's a different person. <laughs> the shunt, not one of us. God, good breeding, really? Bring him in the fold, bug campaneers. Oh, bug canapes, not campaneers. Bug canapes pad off with an internship in Washington. Some conclusion shit. Who's the nympho man? <laughs> the shunting. Take me to Caligula City. Sexual act. Aspirations with all this goo. Skin is so stretchy. David is getting fucked. He's getting fucked the evil. The Tonga kick. Miss Carolyn likes to kill easy. Good and... Good and Phoebe eating that hair. Fist up the ass. Throat. Kara faceting on me. To the math. Run, Billy, run. A hard... A hard head. Mom definitely looks different this time. Argo fuck-ass face. <laughs> the head Cronen... The head Cronenberg would be proud is eating that... Is eating hesitates... Eating intestines like spaghetti. Alan to man's in another charge. Acquired the beef man. Charging into what? This love and Genghis Khan shunts up my night. A real manhouse. That's what a real fight looks like. Gumby slurping the Gumby. That life force is slurping my Gumby. Hit him in the ass, Gumby. And turn him inside out. A massive runaway between Bill, Clarissa, and Milo. Okay. <laughs> this has been Notes without context. All right, thank you very much. This has been uh, Top Notch Nonsense. I'm Michael. And I'm Miranda. Bye, see you next time. Bye.